Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Today being Monday, that means at 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com and get his take on the Super Bowl, which is this coming weekend. Uh, also want to get a look inside at the Cavaliers as we're having more and more issues is from what I'm understanding, from what I'm hearing from Twitter. The, the world's panicking about the Cavaliers, so we'll talk to Scott about that at 8 o'clock. And also 9.30 this morning, we have tickets for Alice Cooper and Deep Purple, September 9th. We'll get you into that show. Sounds like a good show. I uh, am a big fan of both artists. I am a, am a huge Alice Cooper fan. It's one of those artists I, I've been heard in the hallways uh, walking around kind of asking people, like, dude, why don't we play Alice Cooper here? It's always just kind of been one of my questions, but we do have tickets for that show, and we will get you hooked up. I'm joined this morning, every weekday morning, by uh, Matthew Fantone, who, uh, let me just tell you, life is kind of stacking it on our boy. Life is stacking it on the tall guy right now. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a man of great complexity today. I'm not going to lie. I've got so much positive and so much like negative going on in my life right now. There's a lot of you know very good things, a lot of very bad things, and I'm just trying to balance them out, man. I'm just trying to spin the plates and keep them going. So and, over the okay. weekend, Fantone moved. He yeah. was living downtown in an apartment with his girlfriend, but mm-hmm. they found a house up near, uh, closer to the hospital that you kind of felt like, he's like, you know what? It's time to, it's time for us to get into a home. Same landlord, and when we initially moved from our old apartment into our last apartment, I said to the landlord like, hey, I know you guys have some homes. Whenever you have one, just let me know. Like, it's just something, you know, I'm not in a rush to do it. I'm in no hurry to do it. But so our landlord calls us and says, hey, come take a look at this house. Me and my girlfriend go and look at this house, and of course, my Can't girlfriend's pass it. like, oh my god, it's the greatest thing Ever. Right, and it really is. It's awesome. It's an older. It's probably the house is probably a hundred years old, but it's got all that character in it. It's got all that like fancy woodwork in it, and it just is. It's awesome. It's fantastic, and it's, it was only like a hundred bucks more than what we were spending. So it was like same, hard not to do it. Same landlord, everything better. Same things that I like about it. Better neighborhood, better everything, and it was. It was hard not to do it, so we did it. But of course, as you try to better your life, right. what will life do? And you, the audience, you guys know this as well as anybody else. As soon as you you take two steps forward in life, what does life do? The rug gets yanked out underneath from your feet. And sure enough, this has happened to Matthew Fantone. Yeah. As yesterday, I was sitting there minding my own business, and you texted me, and I was like, I told him Saturday is when I would help him move, <laughs> not Sunday. I don't want to do this today, right? And so I thought you were just, you know, asking for some help with the moving. Turns out, no, you were already done. No, I was already done, and I just want to throw in that moment a, a very sincere thank you to both my parents and Megan's family. Uh, they were they came in huge this weekend, helped out so much, and thank you guys so much. Well, there you go. Yeah, that is, I mean, dude, when people will help you yeah. move, that's something. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's something. So then you text me yesterday. And need a favor, but it's got nothing to do with the moving. It actually has to do with the moving you around a little bit. Yeah. As and we didn't talk about this whole lot on the way in because we were like, "Wow, we got you know four hours of a program to do together. Let's save this." And so I don't really know. I'm waiting in a new territory here for me here. But apparently, your car went down over the weekend. You're yeah. done. The weekend that you're moving. The the, the weekend that you wow. need two cars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, especially yeah. because my car is a bit more a bit bigger than my girlfriend's car and more moving space and stuff like that. So Friday, I'm like, dude, my car has been crapping out. I just know it has. I feel like there's a transmission problem. Because I'll accelerate and it'll just take a while to like catch. It'll and rev. Slip. Yeah. And, yeah, and right. And it's gotten yeah. worse and worse recently. And yeah, I'm like, it's tranny. And I'm like, son of a bitch, your transmission's going. And Friday, I'm got my stuff loaded up, like from going from the old apartment to the new or to the new house. No, it was loaded down with stuff. Loaded down, bro. Every and I'm dude, I'm loading this bitch down because I'm trying to get everything done. Like, you know, I'm just like, no, I gotta go and this and that and that. So I I I am on Tusk and it won't go over twenty miles per hour. And I'm like, son uh. of a bitch, son of a bitch. 
bitch, no. son of a bitch. I get it up over the hill, and I'm like, oh, it's going to go. It's going to stop. And it just kept putt, putting. Put, 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 put. Got it all the oh. way to the new house. And oh, it least, did. And at least got it into the driveway and like, all right, here it oh, is. Oh, best case scenario. Ready, ready to die. Ready to die. But the car at least got there. So so it could have went considerably worse. I could have been driving down 77. I could have been, you know, loaded up with stuff. And, yeah. and But but I mean, I got where I needed to go. So all the items, nothing got stolen. Everything's good. Everything's good. I hope everything got stolen. <laughs> everything is good at this point. Um, It's just I, I don't have a functioning car right now. So what's the plan? New home. Because here's the thing. You and I live very close to one another. We can carpool and it's not actually a problem. We've had to do this before. I've had car issues. We've had to do this before. We don't live that far apart. It's actually not that big of a problem for us. But I mean, at some point. This isn't the only place you have to go. Uh, right, right. So, like, what's the plan? Uh, the plan is, I uh, over the course of the weekend, I, uh, I applied for an auto loan through the bank that I'm with, and they were like, hey, yeah, no problem. We'll get you taken care of, but we need proof of residency. And I just moved. Oh, Therefore, none of the bills have come I, to the house. I have no proof of residency. I have zero. I, I have absolutely nothing. So I think You know I'm, what? You bring this. Just sorry, but, like, the world hasn't caught up to this yet. Right. Right. Like, like the digital world hasn't caught up to this problem yet. I hate how when you move somewhere, the headache that comes along with like, I mean, obviously moving and everything that comes with it, of course, is, it's a big deal. But having to update everything like, oh, oh now I got to call my cell phone company. Now I got to call my health insurance place. Now I got to go to the bank. Now I got to do this. Now I got to do that. And it's just so I can get my mail in the same damn place, which I don't know why I'm still getting mail anyway. Right. Why, is, this, wait, why is the cell phone company still billing you? Why does it matter where I live? Just send me an email. I, you know what I mean? Right. Like, what are we even? What are we even doing this yeah, for just anymore? Send me a text. I'll hit pound payment, and then you get paid, and everybody wins. Exactly, and it's all said and done. We've just got numbers moving from one column to another, and it's. I don't understand why. Like your rent, do you pay that online? Uh, no, I pay it. I have to go like down to my landlord's office huh. and pay them and give them a check. So. Oh God, my yeah. rent's due tomorrow. Actually, yeah. I normally pay it online. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. That's going to be late a few days. Yeah. So it, late view realty company. I'm sorry, guys. That's going to be late by a few it, days. Uh, it, it was. It was. It was just one of those weekends that like I'm. One hand, like I said, I'm in this new house and it's huge, dude. I mean, after yeah, the show, I saw it. yeah, I saw after it. the show, dude, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go take the tour. We'll do the thing. The girlfriend loves it. I love it. The cats love it. Everyone's happy. We got the WWE Network installed. John Cena wins the 16th championship. Royal Rumble results dead. up at wrqk.com. And then my car's that, dude. <laughs> and then my car doesn't work. Yeah, when you so, texted me yesterday, I was yeah. like, oh, his attitude is going to be uh, off. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm dealing with. I mean, those are two very expensive life things to have to do in right? the same week. Right, right. I mean, you kind of been preparing for this car thing for a little while, but I would imagine some of that money you laid out on the line for this uh, for this new home. Uh, luckily, and what I'm going to say about you and know, you're renting. It's not like you bought a house, no. but still, I mean, you still got to pay rent. Right. Well, I mean, there's still associated costs that come with moving and all that. Sure, it's but at least a thousand dollars at least. The at thing, least. The thing I'll say about that, and 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 once again, I'll, I'll say thank you. Is uh, a big part of the reason this happened is my girlfriend. She got a better paying job, so yeah. she was she was totally able to sugar mama this weekend for me. Where she was like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll buy this. I'll do this. I'll do this. And Does she like, know that that's never going to happen the other way? That you're never going oh, to get going that, to. That, that a raise is never going to happen? You're never going to be able to sugar daddy it for? Of course she does Okay, well, this good. Point. Yeah, of good. course she does Because what I would point. hate is for now, like, you bum, the car doesn't work. You can't afford to live here without me. I'm Just out. sitting around watching wrestling all day. Right. Yeah, that's all I am going to do. I've had plenty of chicks <laughs> leave me, yeah. dude. I know yeah. what it sounds like when they go. Yeah, so, uh, so, so. You not doing enough is a big part of 
uh, of them yelling. So decisions will be made over the next, I guess, forty eight hours. Like, or do so. you? So, but what I'm saying is, do you have like a car model? Yeah. Do you kind of know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I have a uh, a car model in mind. I feel like I have a dealer in mind that uh, that 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 has a bunch of those models. So I feel like I'll be able to work something with them. But um, over the next forty eight hours, I'm gonna have to buy a car, man. What are you gonna do with the old one? I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sell it. And like, I don't know if they're going to take it in as a trade in and how much I'll get out of that. I don't know. I don't know what my best bet will be if I should scrap it. I don't know. Don't do anything with that until I call a buddy of mine. Okay. Right. Who who buys cars like that? Well, good news is, is that thing's dead as dead, uh, dead as a door. But I got a buddy right who de- deals and stuff like that. I don't know if he'll be interested in that kind of model or whatever. But right. I, I, I know like somebody offered me five hundred dollars for my trade in, and right. he was like, "Dude, I'll give you way more money than that." Oh well, then, so like yeah. you know okay. what I mean. So okay. I don't sure. know. I'll I'll ask him and see if I can maybe uh, maybe have him take that off your hands for you. Uh, the weather seems to be an issue for some people. I don't know where you happen to be listening right now with iHeartRadio. You could be anywhere in the world. There have been some school closings. That info's up for you. Wrqk.com. And apparently, Fantone also put up the results for the Royal Rumble last yeah. night. So you, so you know. So did you see the Royal Rumble? I stayed up last night till the end of the John Cena match. Which, <laughs> Car blown up, which whatever. Was, <laughs> Feet up, just stayed up as long as I want. Which was absolutely amazing. John Cena, 16-time champion of the world, ties Ric Flair for the most title reigns ever. Uh, and then I woke up early this morning so I could watch the Royal Rumble. So I've seen the entire uh, the entirety of it at this point. Results up for you, WRQK.com. I myself had <laughs> I myself had a very interesting weekend where I ran into a, a friend of mine, Rose, who I have not seen for a few years now. Okay. I have not seen her in a few years. We used to bartend together at the Agora. I haven't seen her now since she quit. And I saw her over the weekend, and she made me feel terrible about myself. And it's now, it should Force life changes, but it doesn't seem to be. I'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9, 9.30. We'll uh, get you hooked up with those Alice Cooper tickets. Deep Purple coming with that show as well. It's September the 9th. We'll get you in. Around 9.30 this morning at 8, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com, get his take on the Super Bowl, uh, Indians moves, and there's. it seems like people still want to pile on the Cavaliers. So we'll, uh, we'll talk to him about that. What are people piling on the Cavaliers about right now? Uh, dude, is Kevin Love hurt now? Is he out with back problems now? I mean, he didn't play the second half of the game. He's not going to be traveling down to Texas. But I don't know if that's a pile-on moment. Guys, back up off the Cavs. I know. People were like, it's break. over. It's over. They can't do it. They can't. They can and barely they, win with them. They're not going to be able to win without I mean, dude, it was bad last they night. They trounced OKC yesterday. I mean, trounced them. People need to calm down if that's the case. Relax, people. Cavs Twitter was lit last night with that like, chill, with with like the you know the ship going down, you know, with Kevin Love, which is hilarious because I'm willing to bet if I went through those people's timelines, the same people who were trying to trade Kevin Love a year ago. So my guess is that that's the I know that's the way Twitter works. Yesterday during uh, like the NBA pregame show before the Cavs versus uh, the Thunder. Jalen Rose just wouldn't stop on the Carmelo Anthony for Kevin Love talk. I think it's a and bad it's like, move. Well, it's, it's it's already been talked and done and over, and we already said no. So, like, no means no, Jalen Rose. Like, we're not doing that. What is it with Rose guys in the NBA that can't learn no means no? I guess, Derek man. had a problem with it. Jalen seems to be having a problem with it. No means no, Jeez. dude. Stay on that. No yeah. means no. So... 
I, yeah, I don't like the Mellow for Love trade at all. I think Mellow is, uh, and dude, if you're Carmelo Anthony, just, I mean, you got to be hating this right now, right? You, you're pu- very publicly on the trading block. Phil Jackson's pretty much said he'll take anything but like a rolled up, you know, dollar bill for you. And nobody, nobody is like, yeah, dude, we want Mellow. It's a high salary. It's a lot of moving pieces, parts. You'd have to like, do, you know, you'd have to do, do, do a lot of things. It's not like most teams don't have $100 million guys on their teams. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, fair. I mean, it's well, fair. Well, and I mean, dude, that's, that's your bet. And you, you know, you got to lay in it, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, that but. seems to be really big with uh, some of these NBA guys now who, you know, they're, you know, they're kind of bitching at these teams for wanting more and more players. And they're like, well, guys, it, it all comes down to how much money you signed for. In football, you see this. You see Tom Brady take less money so we can have a team. And so if that's what LeBron wants, it seems like that's what the naysayers are saying. I don't know what the right call to do there is. They, they, they trounce the thunder. I would, I would stick with the game plan. Dance with the girl you took to the dance, right? I mean, I, isn't that kind of I, thing you're yeah, supposed to do? You, you dance with who brought you. Yeah. And, and I agree. Yeah. I, I, think I, I think I like our team. A backup point guard, I totally get. It's been like the thorn in our side for a little while. We kind of need to find the answer there. I'm fine with that. I'm fine for looking for that. Yesterday, and don't get me wrong, obviously the Cavs do need a backup point guard, but Hubie Brown during the game yesterday, just how many times he said, oh, Matthew Dallavadova, oh, Mo Williams, Matthew Dallavadova, Mo Williams. Oh, shut up, Hubie. We all get it. We all get it. You don't have to keep making that same point over and over. It would be nice to have one of those. It's yeah, been we'll uh, see what it's been a little thorn in our side to see, you know, but we will see what happens. We'll talk to Scott from waitingfornextyear.com. At eight o'clock, about that. So over the weekend, Friday night, I uh, I, I ended up picking up a shift at the Agora, and uh, they needed a little bit of help. And I was like, "Yeah, you know what? I'll come up and I'll do that." And it was for one of um, like MGK's boys, like one of those EST guys. EST, EST. Everybody stand together is what that stands for, I believe. And uh, it was like one of his offshoot dudes, <laughs> Dubbo. And uh, so we're getting to like the D twelve to Eminem of 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 MGK there. So I mean, we're only deep. they were that good. Okay, All if right. only All they right. were that good. All right, right. And but anytime one of these EST guys plays, you will sell tickets because there's always the rumor. Well, you know, MGK might show up and do two songs. Which, for the record, never happening. <laughs> never happening. MGK is looking for dudes he can put on that label who he doesn't have to constantly show up to make money. He's trying to find the next money maker the way Eminem did with 50 Cent. He's trying to find the next dude whose back he can ride with, I don't want to have to show up and play. I want to stop playing. I need you to get popular. That's what MGK is trying to do. So that whole he might show up and play, never going to happen. Never going to happen. But the EST crew or the kids. They're tight-knit. The, dude, they're, they're a very loyal. This dude drew people from all over. Much Michigan, like, Finley, all over. Much like uh, Juggalos and, uh, yes. you know, where. It's the where, same exact thing. Mushroomhead, yeah. Juggalos, yeah. and Machine Gun Kelly. It's the same goddamn group of people. It's the same group of people. You can tell me it's not, but I work at the venue where all three of those bands play, and I see the same people coming through the door. So I had to work like one of those. Okay. Right? Everyone's drinking polar pops, I assume. And it was <laughs> and it was actually better sold than I thought. Way better crowd than I would have thought. Um the tips were better than you'd think. So it was a good night overall. Yeah. I had a good night. What's this guy's name? Dubbo? Dubbo. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I bet he took himself very seriously too. He's actually not the worst. He's not, but anyway. So it was a pretty good night. Right, until the en- until the end of the night. Lights up. Actually, I met not one but two really cute black girls. Two. One of them, Treya, super hood, like that. What? And then honestly, dude, I met a mixed girl. What? 
who's got a really strange name, and she was like one of the. You ever notice how sometimes, dude, when you start mix, this is why racism's terrible. You ever notice, dude, you start mixing races of people, they can get like really beautiful. Like that's like you don't think like if you just kept everybody stay in their own lane you couldn't find somebody like that cute like right. she was one of those where she's definitely got multiple things in her background and yeah dude my penis all weekend she's been high five me like dude way to go that was that was Stains nice that right was nice there. we like that one we like that one miss bad bitch 27 yeah dude she's uh she lives kind of far but she's i'm all in that makes it all the better dude you don't exactly have to see it very often. exactly Stains mixed jam right my there. favorite oh yeah dude i'm all in so, like, my night was great, right? Good money, got a bunch of phone numbers in the pocket, things are good, right? So, at the end of the night, we're starting to close the bar down, and a girl that used to work at the Agora, who no longer does, came in to have a couple of drinks before, you know, she went home for the night. She okay. just got off her shift, and she was like, yeah, I'll go swing by there, see how those guys are doing. So, I haven't seen Rose since she quit, and it's been about two years. And she walks in, and she goes over to my buddy Tristan, who I was bartending with, and orders her drinks. And I walk up to say hello, and her eyes get super wide. Now, I love Rosie. Her and I were buddies. She's, you know, sassy black chick. Her and I were totally friends and all that whole thing. And so, like, I haven't seen her in a long time, so I'm all excited to see her, right? So I walk up, I'm like, Rosie, it's good to see you, girl. You know what I mean? Her eyes get super wide. Stanford caught the black a little bit. Oh, there, yeah, right? always. Okay. With right. her, always. All right. All right. Have you ever had sex with this chick before? No. Okay. No, I actually, her boyfriend, Ronnie, great dude. Love okay. that guy. Right. Love right. that guy. Right. And so. Her eyes get super wide, and she just says, Dan, did you get married? And I look at her, and her eyes have made a beeline to my gut. <laughs> I haven't seen her in two years. And I said, no, Rose, I didn't get She's like, well, obviously some woman has made you happy because look at you. Look at that. That's And she's like, dude, Rosie's one of those chicks. So she's now leaning over the bar, like pointing at it. She's like, that's happiness right there, Dan. That's happy. And I said, Rose, I wish, baby, I wish. That's misery right there. That's misery. This is misery. This is, dude, happiness is never coming to this equation. Not even close. Hasn't even, dude, not even in, dude, not even in the carport of happiness as this happened. So, like, I was made, like, the whole night I was killing it. Got phone numbers, got some good money, seeing a show that wasn't so bad, good crowd, loving life Friday night, just as I'm closing the bar. Damn, did you get married? Just staring at my gut. And I was just like, so I was like, all right, man, we have got to make life changes. We have got to make some life changes. I mean, that's the equivalent of a chick getting ass when she's due, right? That's the only, that's as close as you could have possibly had not put it through that filter. (laughs) Had not done that. Hadn't done that. Hadn't reached that point. I'll remind you, you don't have a car in the parking lot, Dick. Like if there's ever going to be a day where it's like, you know what? Let's not you. I dude, how are you going to run me over? You don't even have the car. <laughs> See you. I'm going to lash out today. Damn. Yeah, man. It was uh, so it was eye opening, and it should have been. So yesterday I went to the grocery store and I was like, well, you know, I got to buy some groceries, made some money, you know, you know, over the weekend. I was like, let's, you know, we'll we'll go to the grocery store, and that's normally what I do with the Agora money because that's how much money I need to go grocery shopping. And I bought not one, but three cartons of ice cream. Well, of course you did, dude. Of course you now, did. Now, would you like to take a guess on how many of those cartons are left this morning? Uh, none you, is the none, answer. None. none. It were, they were three for ten of the Talenti <laughs> gelato, and I love those. The kiwi lime pie is the best. It is the best. 
And bro, I just yeah, I just keep going till spoon hits plastic. You know what I mean? Like that's just that, that's that just what Stansbury's back That's wall. the plan. That's the plan. Damn. Did you get married? I can't I can't stop hearing it in my head because of because that's how men work. That's exactly how it works. It's like you meet a girl, you're happy, and next thing you know, here comes 40 pounds. I mean, she's like, I haven't seen you in two years. She's like, you used to be so skinny. And it's like, yeah, Rose, I was walking three miles a day to work. Yeah. Like, Poverty's I didn't have money. Diet plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got two jobs now, dude. I can afford cheesecake. Uh, but, man, I, I tell you, I, I think, I know I always <laughs> say it. It's always like, no, here's the thing. And this is why I'm going to be serious this time. I swear to God, I'm going to do it. And then, no. No, I'm not going to do it. But I, I, that made me feel awful about myself. I laughed it off in the moment, but on the way home, I was just like, dear God, in two years, you have completely let it slip. You can find Stansberry in the gelato section of your local grocer later this afternoon. Just crying. <laughs> Where are the bigger spoons? I need a bigger spoon. Eight o'clock. We'll talk to Scott from waitingfornextyear.com. Also, 930. Get choked up with those Alice Cooper tickets. More Stansberry show around the corner. Hang on. 106.9. Sansbury Show and Rock 1069. Tomorrow is New Tour Tuesday, 9 o'clock. We'll play some new music and uh, we'll take some votes on it. If you're in a local band, maybe local rapper, singer-songwriter, send me your stuff. Stansbury.wrqk.com. Include a short little bio on the band and a radio-edited MP3 of a song. We'd love to get you on for New Tour Tuesday and uh, get you highlighted. I can tell you some previous bands have uh, have seen some, well, an uptick in, you know, people at their shows now when they play a little bit, and, you know, uh, some of their social media stuff gets passed around by the audience of the program, but we can actually help you out a little bit. I, I, I want you to send your stuff, and if your band sucks, it seems like all the local artists recently have been really good. Like, we've just had knockout after knockout. I think it's, like, been three weeks in a row. The local track has been the best track of the day, so I want to hear your crap. Like, if you're in an awful band, send your stuff in. Yeah, you know what? That wouldn't be the worst. Dude, we suck. What are we even doing this for anymore? We're doing it to get on New Turn Tuesday. Hit record, baby. Speaking of which, actually, a band I like, a, a local band I actually really do dig a lot, is uh, has just sent me and Fantone, actually, both a copy of their newest album, their band called The Party. Um, and I've said this a couple of times about them, and I think it's a pretty big compliment, although I don't know if enough people know the band. But to me, they're kind of like New Philly's version of Wilson. And if you know Wilson, that's a pretty good compliment. Wilson's a great band. They're a great underrated rock band, plug-in-and-play rock band, um, I think out of Detroit, that are just really, really good. When you're in a situation when you finish your beer can, you just throw it over your shoulder, that's when you want to be listening to the party. Like, it's not it's not all the time music, but, dude, when you are binge drinking your face off, that's when you want to be listening to the I, party. I, I don't know if it I think it was the bass player, but, like, he and I went out after their show at the Agora one night, and honestly, it was me, him, my buddy Larry from the Agora, and next thing I know, it was just too many shots of Patron. Oh, Things yeah. got wild. Oh, yeah. Hotel party ensued, and, it, like, I woke up the next morning and I was like my face was stuck to the carpet in the hotel room. I snuck out of there before anybody woke up. I mean, dude, they just it was good night stuff. That's good stuff. New filthy right there. I like exactly. It. New filthy. Exactly. God, I love that city. <laughs> I do. I love it there. I'm gonna have to retire there. <laughs> Stansbury, go put down some know, roots. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I can wait that long. I don't know if I can wait for the thing that'll never happen. Oh, retirement. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I might, have, I might have to get there before that. Yeah, you might have to. So if you're in a band, send us your stuff. StansburyWRQK.com. Would love to get you on New Turd Tuesday. Um, Maybe we get to party on tomorrow, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that might happen. Well, that might, might happen. That might be the thing. So I 
learned something about Canton, Ohio yesterday that I didn't know about it. Okay. All right, I've been here about three years, and uh, you know, any new relationship you, you whether you have whether it be with a person or a city or a job or whatever, you just learn things about it as you go on. And it's always nice to have something that can keep surprising you. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, that's a sign of a good relationship, and uh, you know, maybe a good town there as you keep learning new things. As I'm am from, not all that far from here, obviously, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, how you liking it, and my answer is always like, I love it here. Would stay, I would live here the rest of my life. Love it here, and. But every kind of like couple of months, you'll learn something about it. And so yesterday morning, I woke up on the couch. I don't know why, but Saturday night, I fell asleep on the couch. Must have been watching a movie or something. Okay. And I never shut the TV off. So I woke up yesterday morning, and the TV's still on. I wake up pretty early on the weekend as we wake up at 4 during the week. So on Saturday, it's like 6.30. It's like sleeping in. So I wake up yesterday morning, and the TV's like screaming at me. And then I hear a guy say... These are some of the richest families in Stark County. And I was like, okay, well, that's weird. That's where I live. What's happening? Why are they talking about Stark County? I might need to know about this for tomorrow's show. What's happening? And they're obviously not talking about the Sansbury household. When we're talking about the richest ones in Stark County, not the Sansbury household. Yeah, I'm the other end of that Hell, list. Hell, not the Sansbury show. You can put the two of us together, and we're not one of the richest couples in Stark County. No, 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 <laughs> no. Put both salaries together. We're out. still going to be looking for a we're paper route to poor person to supplement. Right. And so I was like, okay, well, they're talking about where I live yeah. from the TV. Like okay. the news must be on. You know how you, you wake up, your eyes are hardly open. You haven't even had coffee. You're like, what in the hell is happening? Right. So I was like, what is happening? So I roll over on the couch and I look at the screen and I see like the, uh, in the bottom right hand uh, section of the screen, there's a logo. And it's the same logo that I see coming into work all the time, which is the logo from the church across the street from here, Faith Family Church. I had no idea. That guy's on TV. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I knew that that was like considered to be like one of the super churches in the area. I know that's a term people use. I'm not trying to knock it. I'm saying that's what people call them when they get real big like that. Super is good. Superman. Super, super, you know. Yeah, I'm not being negative. I'm just saying. But I had no idea that guy was on TV. I had no idea that. I knew that there was. Fox 8? Yeah, I knew there was something on because I'm, you know, Fox 8 is definitely my news. And Yeah, you, you watch them a lot. I've seen it before. Um... I didn't know necessarily that it was that faith. Or what is it? Family and friends or faith and family? Faith and family church, I believe. Faith family called. something. Dude, let me tell you. I grew up with a minister father. That's yeah. what my dad did for a living. Dude, that guy's good. Like, he's good at it. Now, when he's up there doing his thing, um, is it? Is it? I guess give me a description. Because first of all, keep in mind here that I've never really gone to just go to church. I mean, I've been to church for things before. For like Christmas or something? Uh, but Weddings, like, probably? Yeah, but I'm not like, I'm, I'm, I'm a non-church attender, so I don't know. I mean, was this dude up there like... It's like anything else. Clapping and singing? No, he's just kind of got the wireless and he's kind of walking around, talking what? with his hands a little bit. But it's like this for, it's like doing this for a living. There are guys who are great at it. There are guys who are okay at it. And then there are guys who are like, oh my God, what are you still doing on the radio? And my dad was pretty good at this. Like he he was pretty good. He was pretty good at, at at being a minister. He was. He was captivating, a good storyteller, funny enough. And so you know he could do that. And so like when I see guys who can do it, it kind of you know takes me down memory lane. I have to expect the church laugh to be the worst. I mean, I hate when people polite laugh, and I know it happens all the time on the Stansberry Show because you guys are like, all right, they're trying, we got to laugh at them. But like when somebody makes like a dad joke and everybody feels obligated to laugh, like when your boss makes a joke, we've done this plenty of times in meetings. We're all like, <laughs> to the Friday. I would assume yeah. the church laugh has got to be ten times worse than that. 
Everybody's like, yeah. ah, ha, ha, ha. now is this like, hey, is this like, so this obviously is not like a hellfire and brimstone or like all gay people are going to hell. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I can I only mean, tell you what I saw and I saw a little bit of it once. So okay. I have no idea what the overall theme is there. Here's what I can tell you. It's hard as hell to get in and out of that place. Yeah. Like on the weekend, like uh-huh. I sometimes I'll come up here to do stuff at the office on the weekend and I always forget. I'm like, damn it. I forgot because the traffic that goes in and out of that place is insanity. I know some of you right now probably go there. I mean, it's huge. Like that building is just enormous. I can only imagine how many people are in the flock. Um, I, I thought this was nationally syndicated like when I was watching it and I was like, oh my God, he's talking about Stark County. And so I was like, oh my God, that's that church that's right across the street from where I work. That's this place. I had no idea that guy was on TV. And here's the thing. like I'm, I'm a non-church goer. I, I struggle with it. The guy almost had me. He almost had me to wow. the point where it's like, man, I haven't done this since wow. my dad was alive. I, had, I don't go. But I was like, I woke up. I was like, man, he is. This guy's pretty good. Like he can do this. Like Carmen Netti, I think is his last name. Um, if I have that right, if I don't, I apologize. But I mean, he was. I mean, he was kind of on a roll. And I was like, man, I was like, he's. This guy's making. This is stuff I don't buy into, but he's making a lot of sense with it. And then they kind of ran that. Is your life lost commercial at the end of it to fill like the last sixty seconds before they go to national? Right. And it's like, you know, are you alone? Can God help find you? God needs to put you where you need to be. And I was like, maybe. Hey, well, maybe maybe he does. Now, you know, as somebody who isn't, you know, you know, you're not an active churchgoer no, or anything like that. Um, and and you grew up in a church. Yes, though, I did. Do you feel like? Is there a conflict of interest once churches get to a certain size? Maybe conflict of interest isn't the right you know term. I there, struggle but. with things like Joel Osteen. I tr- I struggle with that because I think that there is is there is there the possibility that a guy that gets the church that big. Still has the credible side of it inside. Yes, it's possible. I think it's rare. And I remember when my dad was alive, I used to be like, dude, sell out and get one of these TV shows. I want a Mercedes. Like, Jesus, sell out, dad. And he used to tell me all the time, damn, that's not what I got into this for. I, I got into this, and I and I, I think you'll see, like, this is you are who you come from. My dad used to say to me all the time, Daniel, I got into this because I wanted to be as authentic as I possibly could. Now, who does that sound like to you? That kind of sounds like me, doesn't it? I got into this because I wanted to be as authentic as I possibly could. And it's you know, it's the same thing there. But the guy almost had me. He almost had me. I was like, oh my God, am I gonna be I could hear my mom in the back. You should. That's where you're gonna meet a nice lady. That's where you're gonna meet a nice and it's true. Like that old thing is true. I guarantee you if I went there and I spent two months there, I bet I'd find a nice woman to date. I bet that's true. Now, we would disagree about religion every day for the rest of our lives. Right, yeah. It'd be completely false premises that you guys met each other, but that's cool. But I would meet her. Yeah, hey, I sat around in church for eight hours just so I could bang you. Yeah, that's why I've been showing up for the past eight weeks. Dude, Jesus is a pimp. That's how it works. Is that a fact? No, it's not. That's oh. an alternative fact. Oh. That's an alternative oh. fact. That's oh. not a fact. Jesus was not a pimp. But yeah, man, I woke up on the couch and the, like I was, I thought like because those those preachers are on TV all every week, right? And I just thought I was like, oh, this is some guy from Indianapolis or something. And I was like, this is local, this is happening here. That's what they do it for, dude. They know you're out there. They know you're waking up in a drugged out haze in the morning, Sunday morning, hungover, not drugged right? out. TV just left on because you're an irresponsible person. You're not going to set the sleep timer because I, because I finished my George's burger watching right, a movie. Right, food everywhere, beer bottles everywhere, some horror in your life. I actually woke up in the morning. The to-go container was still there, fries still in it, and I did. I poured barbecue sauce in it and had cold fries with my church message. That's that's how that went down.
cold fries and Jesus Sunday morning. Maybe you should go next week, dude. You know where it's at. I had no idea it's that guy was on TV. But as, like I said, as a guy who gets paid to communicate with other people, that guy actually is very good at that kick. He is. He's good at it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's the sleight of hand. It's the hustle and flow. Yeah, we've all got it. Put a microphone in front of them. They'll be able to do the job. All right. Trying to give Star County a little credit. I had no idea that that was a thing. I had no idea that guy was on TV. All right, so apparently some of us are no longer allowed to move around the world anymore. If you go somewhere, you might not be allowed back in. We live in interesting times. We'll get it all cleared up for you next on the Sandsbury Show. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. I did something this morning I'm not supposed to do, which apparently is I made you aware of a concert before 7.30 in the morning, and I wasn't supposed to do that. I was supposed to wait till 7.30. Major concert announcement. Find out next on the Jeff Kinsbach Show. But I forgot, <laughs> and I said I was going to give you the tickets at 9.30, but apparently the announcement was supposed to happen at 7.30, so we'll announce at 7.30, then, yeah, I'm still going to make you wait till 9.30 for the tickets, though. They'll stick around. Sorry. No more Mr. Nice Guy there. 9.30. <laughs> Is when we give you that info. Hey, at 9.30, and no, it's don't say anything till 7.30, even though it's been posted on the internet for two months. This business is very weird that way. I don't know who decides that and who like gets freaked out about that, but the internet knows all. Everybody knows. It's very interesting, but I am bad about that. Every time they tell me not to say something before 7.30, I always do it. Stop sending me the emails, maybe. I can't believe those are the emails I read. 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. I tweeted this over the weekend yesterday, as a matter of fact, and I believe it's true. Okay. That our president right now, President Trump, to me, kind of feels like a kid who got detention in high school and is like, you know what? Detention blows. I'm going to do everything I can to get out of school suspension. I know that kid was that kid. Dan Sansbury right there. Was that kid. Okay. Right? And Donald Trump feels that way to me. Like, oh, God, I didn't really want this. I didn't really want this. And now I'm stuck with it. Now I have it. So let me do everything I can to get out of it. I, You know, at the end of the day, I understand everybody's like, dude, I want to be the president. I'd want to be the president. Oh, worst job ever. That, worst dude. job ever. Especially F now. That. Especially F now. That. Nothing. There, I, I would want nothing to do with that You want to make me the most powerful man in the world like when JFK had it? Okay. You know, before like the 24-hour media cycle, I think the president, I mean, the, the job was always a pain, I believe. But before the 24-hour media cycle, I think it was probably a little bit better than it is now. I would have no interest in that job now whatsoever. None. None. And dude, you have an aspiration of politics, but you don't want to be no, president. No, not president. That's Dude, that is high up a ladder right there. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. Like, Not only is it like everything that you care about is an issue and a problem, but everything everyone cares about is an issue right. and a problem. And you have to care and about it as if it. it's the biggest problem and there is. You have to deal with it. Right. Regardless how you feel, regardless what you think, dude, no, no desire to be president at all. So I'm sure you've seen that people were flooding airports over the weekend to protest the Muslim ban. I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I had a busy weekend this weekend. And I feel yeah, like, you were moving. And I feel like I was a little out of the loop. But yeah, I mean, it was undeniable that there was a uh, there was a lot of media coverage of it. Couldn't was, be on Facebook, couldn't be on Twitter, right. couldn't be on Instagram without not seeing noticing it. it. Right. So it's like one of those things. Now, I've been hesitant on refugee cities in the past. I've been hesitant on, like, just, you know, we yeah, open the gate, let everybody in. Okay? I have been. Admittingly, I have been. Okay? 
But what I don't like now, what I don't like now is what's happening now is that if you already have an American visa, but you happen to be from a from another country, if you leave America now, you can't get back in. That's craziness. If the American government has already cleared you and they've given you a visa and you're free to move around the world or whatever, then come back. I don't understand that. I can understand like, hey, there's 10,000 people at the gate. They all went in tomorrow morning and they're all going to live in San Antonio. I can understand everybody going, well, wait a minute. Where are we putting them? What do we do? What's happening? Have they been screened for security? Totally in bounds. Totally get it. I totally get it. Okay. But this, you were cleared once already, and now because he's just going to sign a piece of paper like you can't fly and come back, that's in, that seems crazy to me. And for those of you that are in support of this, let me tell you what's actually happening, because this is what's actually happening. Imagine tomorrow you wake up in America. Just imagine this. It'll never happen to you because you live in America. But imagine you wake up tomorrow. In Barbados, Jamaica, the Virgin Islands, Sandals, and everybody just says, no, America, everybody in the world gets to come here but you, because we don't trust Westboro Baptist Church. You don't get to go to Barbados. You don't get to go to Jamaica anymore because we don't trust Westboro Baptist. That is what's happening right now. I don't care what anybody else tries to tell you. That's what's happening. That's craziness. It is. It's crazy. As a guy who's been hesitant to trust people from that end of the world, have been guilty. I'll admit it. I ain't afraid to admit that. Hesitant. Not unwilling. Hesitant. Those words mean different things. I know in today's day and age they don't really, but they do. But this would be like Jamaica telling you you can't go there because Westboro Baptist is crazy. That's what this is like. I know there was a lot of issue with the seven countries that were listed within the, the, the I guess, on the list. Because we do list. business with them? Well, Trump does the business with them. Uh, no terrorists from that area that had, that had you know. I will say that the, 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 there is an issue there, but I mean, hasn't America, and I'm asking a question, legitimately I'm asking a question now. Hasn't America always had a better relationship with Egypt than we have other countries in that region? Uh, sure, sure. I mean, uh, but. I'm, I'm just, look, I'm not looking to let anybody off the hook. I'm just saying. You know, it's just one of those things where, you know, a little bit more transparency would probably make sense of like, well, why were these the ones that were that were listed? People are like, oh, well, these are the ones that Obama listed, and it's like, well, either at that point you're admitting Obama did something right, or you're you're which is not a sin, by the way. Well, the guy was capable of doing a lot right. Let's, I mean, I as you know, I know a lot of you hated him, but just because you hate somebody doesn't mean they were incapable of doing something properly. And uh, just like Trump isn't incapable of doing something properly. The uh, the issue that that I had more than anything and more than like, well, these are Muslim majority countries is when you say that we're going to give priority to Christian refugees from that region. That's where I have an issue. It's like, OK, well, if you're saying these seven countries are too dangerous, I guess. Sure. But if we're talking about, well, we'll, we'll let Christians in over over any other religion. That's that's where my problem is. Yeah, I don't love that. I don't love that idea. And I understand being afraid or having a little fear of the unknown. And But it reminds me of something my dad would say to me all the time as a child. And I, I talk about this all the time because I feel like my parents actually parented me. They didn't just like, you know, give me allowance and then send me to the movie theater on Friday night. Like my parents sat me down, talked to me, had conversations with me, you know, parenting. And my dad, my dad would say to me all the time, my brother and I both as, as children. Boys, 
Learn first, which you do not know, before you fear it. Learn first, which you do not know, before you fear it. And as a guy, I've had a little fear of this. And I've been a little like, "Mm." and you you know, people send me the pictures of like the tent cities in Saudi Arabia and they won't take them. Why do we have to? You're making decent points. You are. You're making some solid points. I'll, I'll hear you out. But if you were cleared by the U.S. government and you have a visa and you fly somewhere and you can't get back into this country, that feels very anti-American to me. And even prior to Trump, I mean, the, 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 the process for refugees to come into the country was pretty thorough. It's not like they just said, hey, everybody can come in just because you're having issues. Um, and I'm just curious, as, as you talked about your dad earlier, being a, 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 man, of, a man of faith, yes. um, Pope Francis over the weekend, you cannot reject refugees and call yourself a Christian. Where do you stand? Where would your old man stand? Where does where does God stand on all this? I think my dad would say exactly what I've been saying, which is, is there a reason to be fearful of this? Yes. Is there is there a legitimate reason to be fearful of it? Yes, but not so much fear that we change our ideals and change who we are. And you can't do that. And I think that's the message he would be telling me today. I um, Trump Nation, dude. We're a weekend. Y- y- right. That's really the problem. Trump Nation. I understand that these countries that are listed have their problems. I get it. But I could make the argument that part of the reason some of these people want to come here is because of those problems. Now, are people, are terrorists going to get through through this? Yes. Yes. But the American system, the United States system, has always left us open to things like this to have the freedoms. You don't, you can't have it both ways. You can't have freedom and 100% safety. And here's why I would vote freedom is because nobody can guarantee me safety. You can guarantee me freedom. Safety can't be guaranteed no matter who you lock out. You're, do my neighbors as dangerous as any jihadist? And so I get it. I, I understand that. But if you woke up today and were told you can't go to Barbados because of Westboro Baptist Church, you know what you would say? You know what you would say? That's not fair. That's not fair. That's what America would say. And make no mistake, d- d- despite what the news is saying to you, that is what is happening. And when you put it through that filter, it's like, oh, well, that doesn't seem right. That thing that I would that I would hate if it was done to me being done to somebody else is totally okay. There is legitimate reason to have fear, but not so much fear that you change who you are. Daniel, learn first, which that you do not know. Before you fear it. I'm not that smart, but I'm derived from a dude who really was. So I'll take those life lessons and try to apply them the best I can. I understand your fear. I have a little bit of it myself. I do. All right. I also try to be one of these guys. I have no regrets. I don't regret anything. I have no regrets. I have no regrets. The truth of the matter is, yes, you do. Everybody does. And I'll tell you the stuff you're going to regret the most. I'll do it next. Hang on. Six, nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Uh, you may want to head there and check out some school closings. There have been a few, um, some locally. It seems like uh, it seems like the Cleveland region got hit with a lot more snow than we did, but those school closings are available for you at WRQK.com. I'm hearing uh, that Medina, there's a pretty bad crash on 71 North right before uh, Route 18, so if you're out that way, uh, be mindful of that. Our weather right here doesn't seem so bad, but it seems like there's uh, you know areas like right around close to us that uh, got a lot more snow than we did. So uh, be careful of that as you're 
on your way into work. I'm assuming most of you do not get snow days from the office. They normally don't do that. Should make you aware of this as well. Tomorrow, Tuesday night, your Canton Charge is in action at home at the Civic Center facing the Raptors 905. That's the Toronto affiliate there. 7 p.m. tip-off. And uh, Fantone will be your in-arena host for that tomorrow night, will you not? I will be there tomorrow night. Uh, Canton Charge coming off a huge victory on Saturday. It was uh, it was Canton Charge Sox night. Over 3,000 people in attendance. It yeah. was youth basketball night. place was lit. I saw some photos on Instagram, and the place looked packed. And those socks, I have the Cavs version of those socks. Right. I, I bought them last holiday season. And those Charge socks look awesome. Are those available in the merch store uh, there? I, you know, I'll see what I can do. I, I do not know that. I, I cannot answer whether you know, those he, are did, did, Tell me that. Anytime I ask him anything charge related, hey, buddy, grab me a pair of charge. Like, yeah, do. let me see what I can do. Hey, buddy, introduce me to that really tall, nice looking uh, charge girl. Like, yeah, let me see what I can do. Obviously, then, I can't do much. You, you obviously, can't do anything. Obviously, I do not have too much clout over there. They give me the microphone and they say, just don't mess up too bad. So that's that's, that's pretty much All it. Right. Uh, but, dude, like I said, man, Saturday night was huge. So I would expect Tuesday to be just as uh, just as lit in the Civic Center. Tomorrow night, 7 p.m. tip off. You can pick up tickets at cantoncharge.com or at the Civic Center box office. They start just eight bucks. Eric Moreland, beast mode on Saturday. 17 points, 10 rebounds. Mr. Double-Double, Eric Moreland right there, baby. Yeah, you know you hear that a lot. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com, by the way. Get a little sports update, 8 a.m. this morning on Rock 106.9. You hear people say this all the time. You know, I don't have regrets. I live life with no regrets. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. No regrets. I understand the sentiment. I do. I, get, I don't care I get, what people think about me. It's, I, a, it's a very similar statement. I get where you're coming from with it, but I feel like it's impossible. I feel like there's no way you can live your life and not have regrets. I think it's probably smart to try to live your life with no regrets. Right. I have a few, obviously, but I try not to harp on the fact that they're regrettable situations. If you take a lesson out of it, they become, again, lessons versus a regrettable situation. I just don't necessarily know, and a lot of people, you know, regrets, you're right, don't always have to be like a negative thing. Like, there's... there's there's, you know, always going to be that, you know, the fear of missing out. You decided to go left. What would have happened if you would have went right? What would have happened if you would have went, if you never would have got that job? Or what would have happened if you never, or, or, or sure. if she would have stayed around for one more day? But that doesn't necessarily mean, like, those regrets don't necessarily mean you're not content with what you have now or happy with what you have now. I just feel like that's a part of, of living. Less travel. Yeah, like that whole thing. you know what I mean? So they have now, Anonymous does, a list of things that they claim that, are guaranteed you will regret this stuff later in life. Okay. 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 Now, the number one, which I which I'll give you first because we talk about this a lot on the program, and I think that this is one of those things that's easier said than done. And so, of course, people would like to do it. Not traveling enough is people's biggest regret. And of course, I always say the world's a big place. Mm-hmm. If you don't see more of it. I think that that is you slighting yourself. I think there is something to the buy a ha- buy a couch for half as much as you want to spend and then take the rest of that money and go see another part of the country, go see another part of the world. Life experience is better than material things. I would agree with that. Um, for some people, certainly. I know there's going to be some people who are listening right now like, you know, uh, I bought the cheapest couch I possibly could already, so there's no way I'm going to be able to go buy a plane ticket to Paris, Stansberry. So I travel is one of those things where, it, to me, it always sounds like, yeah, I should do it more. More, uh, but I understand why people are just not in 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 the in the place in their life where they're able to do it. 
I'm not in a place in my life where I can actually do it. I love traveling. I love moving around. I've lived in multiple cities. I, uh, I, I, I enjoy that. And traveling is one of those things, but I think it's just easy to say you should do this more. Right. And most people don't have the ability. It's actually very expensive to travel. Right. Well, and then and throw two kids in the mix. Now you got to make them Food. a part of the plan. Everybody always goes, well, no, if you just hunt, you can find plane tickets for like 80 bucks. Right. But then you get there and then the food's a grand all week. And like, you know, it's, it's just, it's expensive to travel. It's it is. A lot of energy, a lot of effort. You know, I understand why some people don't. But some of the stuff on this list that, that they say that they claim that you will regret later in life if you don't do, I think makes all the sense in the world. And one of these is that now you and I obviously do this every day, so okay. we never have to think about it. But this is true. And I think people will regret this. And I think it is something more people should try because of the feeling that comes along with it, which is if you don't ever perform in front of other people, that will be a regret that you'll have later in life. I would agree with that. There's an exhilarating feeling that come even failing that comes with standing on a stage. Public speaking is people's number one fear, okay? But there's an exhilarating feeling, whether it be an actor, a stand-up comedian, radio host, something. If you are in front of other people, exposing yourself on that level, giving yourself away to the audience openly for them to critique at their, at their will... It is a freeing experience. Even if you're just in the church choir, you know what I'm saying? Fair. You don't you don't have to Fair. be like you don't have to be up there like reading you know your deepest darkest poetry secrets and like trying to, you know, make this your career. But I and dude, I would say anybody when you have the opportunity to do something creative, I would always encourage you to do it and and obviously performance is a big part of that. Another one of these things here that they say you're going to regret. Now some of these are pretty easy. Not spending enough time with loved ones. Like that's a lesson everybody should be mindful of. It's like, yeah, you know, people are going to I eventually spend more time with them. I understand that. I do. I get it. They say here, getting caught up in needless drama you will regret. That should be a no-brainer. Everybody kind of knows that. Never taking a big risk. And then in parentheses, they say here, especially in love. And I would agree. I think a lot of times people play it safe when dealing with the opposite sex. So, I do. So you believe the opposite of better to have lost or loved and lost rather than never loved at all? So you think it's better to take a big swing and a miss as opposed yes. to, okay? Yeah, I do. I think th- anytime you throw yourself out there is good for you. I, I think no matter what, I think it's good for you. Whether, you. whether you get what you thought you want at that moment or not, you get something on the other end of it. And I'll, and I'll, give, you a perfect, I'll give you a personal example. I had dated a woman once upon a time, not that long ago, actually, who we were friends forever. We were pals forever. We hung around forever. And we never really crossed the bridge until we did. And we kind of always looked at one another. It was like, you know, this is probably, you know, in the end, we're probably going to end up together. And then we did it. And then we realized, no, we're not. This is awful. And we're terrible for one another. And we're toxic for one another. And we need to get as far away from one another as humanly possible. Now, that sounds like, well, geez, why are you happy you did that? Because I know it. Because I don't have to wonder it anymore. I now know it. That chapter, her and I, that book has been written, it's been closed, and I never have to go back and examine it ever again. Except for when you're masturbating, and it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> no, so honestly, it's, 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 it's still kind of at the point that if I'm looking at porn, if I see a chick that looks remotely close to Get her, her, out of here. page number two. Yeah, I still can't do that. Um, I know what you're saying, and I agree to an extent. I think there's people out there who play the the the, the opposite side too well, though, where they throw themselves into every relationship. Oh God, yeah. And and the second date, they've got the U-Haul ready to move oh, in. Oh, and, and they like, do they meet a girl and she oh smiled at them, and right, and so right. now they're like they're they're right. like wifed up after right. two dates. Yeah, dude, you, you, my ex Natalie used to call that a just add water. 
She used to say all the time, just don't be a just to add water and we'll get along great. Meaning you just pop into relationships as fast as humanly possible. And that was one of those things I had to learn from her. Again, guys, this is primarily for you, but a regret you're going to have later in life, and this is totally true. Fantone and I harp on you guys a lot about this one. Not learning how to cook one awesome meal. I will never understand helpless dudes. I will never get that. I will never understand why guys want to be taken care of by their woman hand and foot like that. I don't get it. I mean, I understand why. I don't get it. I, I can understand why you want to it makes be, me feel like a baby. But, but, but. And it makes me feel like I can walk on my chick, which makes me respect her less. But you have to be capable of doing it yourself. I mean, if you guys get into the part of your relationship where it's like, listen, she is a better cook, and I'm just going to let her be the one in charge Pretty of your strengths. Right. Okay. I but get that. But maybe learn something from her. But at the end of the day. Imagine you know, that. Oh, my God. He thinks a woman can teach him something. Yes, they can. Pay attention to your wife. Obviously, all relationships have the potential to end, no matter who you are, no matter how long you've been together. Well, Louis C.K. says that's all they do is end. You well, either die or break up. Right, and I mean, no matter. So, so at the end of the day, right, eventually you're going to end up either in the ground or alone on the other end of this, and when that day comes when you are alone, you should be able to make yourself something to eat, right? I mean, whether she walks away because she's banging some other dude, whether she dies, whether she, you know, it, I mean... I always say, it, it's the only way that they can't hold stuff over you. Like, if she knows she controls your life, guess what? She'll control your life. Another thing you're going to regret this is totally true. Not quitting a terrible job. There is not honestly. I know quitting a job is a lot like traveling. It sounds easier to do than it than it is. I get that. But I once had a job I hated, and I mean hated in this industry, and I hated it. And when that came to an end, I felt like 300 pounds of dead weight was taken off my shoulders. And even though I had no idea how I was going to put food on my table, even though I had no idea how I was going to pay my cell phone bill, how I had no idea how I was going to you know, keep myself alive, I f- never felt better than that moment. Because there is something freeing about leaving a situation that you should not be in. That you should not be in. Being scared to do things is another thing you're, you know, you're going to regret. Here's a big one for me. And that this is true, is not listening to your parents' advice. Not listening to your parents' advice, as they claim here, is like a top 10 thing you will regret when you get older. And I would agree, and it wasn't until my dad died where I really started to like go through and really pay attention. I was like, dude, that guy was smart, and he was trying to make me smart every day of his life. That's all he ever did was wake up, tried to love my mom more than he did the day before, tried to put food on the table, and tried to make my brother and I smarter every chance he had. And you know what? I spent my life as an idiot teenager going, shut up, dad. You don't get me. And I didn't realize that, yeah, he did. All I was was him. He totally got me, and that's what he was trying to teach me. Is that, and I agree with that. I think not learning lessons from other people, I won't even, we'll take it out of parents as a whole. You need to be open to learning things from other people. I think a lot of human beings are closed off to the idea, or it makes you feel less than if you learn something from somebody else. It doesn't mean they're smarter than you. It just means that they knew this thing that you didn't. That doesn't make them smarter. Don't, for some, we became afraid of intelligence somewhere along the line, and you shouldn't be, because it's the number one thing you need to have a decent life. There it is. We'll, uh, uh, oh, I can give you the concert announcement. Oh, here it is. I'm allowed to do that. All right. We'll do it next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. Head over there. It's where you can see a Bosnian woman who claims that your eyeballs are dirty. And this lady will clean your eyeballs for you. I didn't know my eyeballs were dirty. I didn't know that. I thought that the whole blinking thing was like how I washed my eyeballs clean. I thought that that's what... what maybe I'm dumb, but I thought that that's what... The system was, but this woman from Bosnia says, nope, 
She needs to clean your eyeballs for you. You can get that video at WRQK.com. And if you're having eyeball problems, you can head over to the Roholt Vision Institute. They'll take care of any and all eye problems that you have. RoholtVision.com. And dang. You know what? I got to go to the dollar store and get us a bell. I got to do that. That was a big part of of my career. I should go grab one of those. All right. So I made the announcement earlier, and I wasn't supposed to. So let's do it again. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. My promotions department did such a good job. Amy, again, thank you. She did such a good job of sending me the email and reminding me, don't talk about this before 7.30. I read that email on Friday before I left the building, and then I came in this morning, and I knew of the show, and I forgot about reading that email. But it is past 7.30, so I can make the announcement now that Alice Cooper and Deep Purple will be playing September the 9th, and we'll have tickets for you at 9.30. One of the most recognizable songs maybe ever, right? Oh, as far as guitar riffs go, if it's not this, what is it, you know? Yeah, it's it's pretty popular there. Um, dude, I'll tell you another song of theirs that was like huge. Deep Purple, this is. Another song of theirs that was huge is Woman from Tokyo. Now, we kind of bag on like how much classic rock this station plays. Like in, in our face of that is Boston. Okay, but I do understand Rock 106.9 being in the classic rock lane yeah. down here. I totally get it. But where is Smoke on the Lawn? And where is Woman from Tokyo? Like, if you're gonna play that kind of stuff, then where? I, I, I just, mean, I, I know sometimes it, we always say this, Phantom and I. And I don't. I'm not bagging on the company. I'm not. I'm not bagging on the radio. I'm not. But we always say to each other in, in the morning when we're listening, it's like it's not what we play that's the problem. It's what we don't that's like very noticeable. I mean, it's only half the half the bill we're talking about. Deep Purple, yes, million songs. Alice Cooper, a billion songs. I love the Alice Cooper. Should not be shocking to anybody, as I'm a huge Kiss fan. And where did Kiss get their gimmick? Alice Cooper. That harmonica just going on it. Oh. One of the first famous people I met working in radio, by the way, was Alice Cooper. I had to pick him up at the airport. I had to do that whole thing. Nicest guy ever. Stansberry, you probably need to get out on the fairway with him at some point, right? Big golfer, Big golfer. Alice Cooper. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You know what? I, mean, I Well, I like it. Went around with Alice Cooper at Stansberry. So 9.30, we'll get you into that show. September 9th is when it's coming. Alice Cooper, deep purple there. That's a good bill, dude. I want to go to that bill. one. Yeah, it's a really good bill. I want to go to that. I love Alice Cooper. So last week we made you aware that their uh, McDonald's was doing this, that they were going to sell bottles of like uh, their uh, Big Mac sauce. And there, there was like two McDonald's in the area that were doing it. I know one of them was up in Akron or whatever. And it was like a one-day thing. And you had to like say, you know, there's a Big Mac for that. And then they would give you, you know, a bottle of sauce or whatever. And they're doing it in celebration of the Grand Mac and the Mac Junior, which is the bigger Big Mac and the smaller Changing Big Mac. Changing the sizes of the Big Mac. And I actually had the Grand Mac over the weekend. I'm going to give it two thumbs up. Is that right? If you like Big Macs, it's just a bigger Big Mac. I didn't have that, but I had two Big Mac meals separately over the weekend because we were talking about the Big Mac sauce. Like, it worked. McDonald's, McDonald's, it worked. (laughs) The hook, it totally did work. Now, I would love a bottle of this Big Mac sauce. And you knew this was going to happen, that it's now on eBay. Yeah. And it's hit like $50,000. Jesus. A guy has a bottle that you can buy now. You know how eBay does that where you either bid or buy now. The buy now price, 100 grand. Hundred grand. I'm hearing somebody sold a bottle of this for twenty thousand dollars. And that's what I was gonna say is we can start saying hundred grand, fifty thousand dollars, but until somebody pays it, if somebody paid twenty thousand dollars though, that's idiotic. Absolutely ridiculous. I would imagine what's going to happen here, and I maybe this is me hoping this happens, is that McDonald's is gonna do this two, three times. 
and then all of a sudden you're going to go in a giant eagle and it's going to be right there on the shelf, right? Didn't we see this with Twinkies? Didn't we see this? Like everybody started going, Twi- they're not going to make Twinkies anymore. It's not. They're not going to do it. And then everybody was selling hundred thousand dollar boxes of Twinkies, and the next thing you know, they saved Hostess, and now they're on the shelves everywhere. Now a lot of a lot of places do food. You know, they have restaurants that are food like Bob Evans, a prime example where you can they'll go sell the gravy, the, right? Buy, buy Bob Evans mashed potatoes and there's sausage right, in the store, or right? Bob yeah. Evans sausage, or you know, you can also go to Bob Evans. McDonald's. I don't know if it's ever been in that business outside of the coffee. Like you can go into McDonald's, or you can go into Walmart right now and go buy like McDonald's. McDonald's coffee. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, you can buy like, you know, McDonald's oh. K-Cups. And it's not, it doesn't taste the same. It tastes good. It's fine coffee, but it's not that McDonald's coffee that you want. There's, I, I will give McDonald's that. Their coffee is so good. It just is good. Nothing on the face of the planet, maybe outside of, uh, of, of beer, makes me want a cigarette more than McDonald's coffee. Like McDonald's yeah. coffee and just like, oh, I want a cigarette yeah. so bad. Yeah, you know, I didn't think of that, but it's, you're right. Those are those run very close together for me. Um, but I mean, if you're McDonald's, Let's put the put, put the sauce on the shelf and make money, right? Well, well, why not? Why not put like the chicken nuggets on the shelves? Why not put you know the Big Mac, you know, hey, meat on the shelves? Why not do McDonald's? Because you want people to come to your stores. You want people to come spend the money there. Maybe those things aren't that good. Um, I mean, well, <laughs> you tell me, chicken nuggets aren't that good? Come on now. Yeah, no, they're come good. They now. are. You can they sell are. frozen. You can sell frozen egg McMuffins just like Jimmy I mean, Dean's does. Well, yeah, I was gonna say. Here's the thing. Like, I will routinely at the grocery store buy um. White Castle sliders, right. they do that. Exactly. All right. Now, there are no White Castles here. Maybe that's one of the reasons why. I uh, I want the sauce for sale. I, but I, I, I think, dude, if you pay 20 grand for a bottle of, first of all, you can make this stuff if you, I mean, honestly, the recipe has been online forever and it'll be close. Yeah. My point is, it would be close enough to where, where 20 grand doesn't have to be part of it. You, uh, but I take. But I would pay ten dollars for a bottle. You start selling all that stuff in, in Giant Eagle though, and you stop going to McDonald's. So if I'm McDonald's, I'm not in. I'm. 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 I'm selling I don't know, man. Store. You see a lot of st- you see a lot of these restaurants do this. Like Red Robin sells like their um their seasoning in the store. Olive Garden sells their you know salad dressing in the store. You know Bob Evans and all those places are still out there uh, doing business. And I I take your point. I think there are certain businesses where if you sold your famous thing, you could you could do yourself a disservice. I think McDonald's. Is so big they could withstand I mean do they have Coke make their own special Coke for McDonald's they I think they could withstand that I think a smaller business you would absolutely be right about that I McDonald's get the sauce on the shelf I want it because Fantone keeps talking about dipping his chicken nuggets in it how good would that be dude it sounds like it would be delicious it's that does that sounds like that would be delicious we will talk to Scott for waiting for next year.com we will do so next on rock 106.9 Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. If your eyeballs are dirty, head over there. A Bosnian woman is out to help you get your eyeballs clean. You can watch that video, WRQK.com. We're joined right now, as we are every Monday at 8, by Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. My man, thanks for joining us. How are you? The mystical buffer hadn't coming in here. Yeah, yeah, a little mystical there. Uh, Fantone during the break was talking to you about the Royal Rumble. I uh, am not going to be doing that. I am <laughs> not going to be doing that. I uh, I do want to talk to you about this because Cavs Twitter was all the was like blowing up yesterday. And admittingly, I didn't see this game, 
But it seems now like people are hitting the panic button because Kevin Lovehead went down. Apparently there's back issues now with Kevin Love, and people are like, well, there goes the neighborhood. Seemed to be the take uh, on Cavs Twitter last night. Now, I find this to be a little ironic, Scott, as I'm willing to bet, I said to Fantone this morning, if I went back through all those people's timelines, I bet those are the same people that were last year telling me to trade Kevin Love. Are you trying to tell me people say dumb stuff on the Internet? <laughs> I am trying to tell you that. So is, how is, I mean, with JR already down and the Cavs had been struggling, now I know they, they, they whooped on OKC and they had been struggling though. Is this, I mean, is this cause for like concern now with Kevin Love? I mean, you have to hope it gets better. Um, I, I've been under the impression he hasn't been fully healthy. All year? Essentially, no, not all year. I mean, he started out really, really well. Don't forget, I mean, he was, he was among one of the best power forwards in basketball for probably the first, you know, two, two and a half months of the season. The the issue has been, you know, he had that food poisoning um, a couple weeks back, oh, and he lost a couple pounds. And I mean, he hasn't been the same since. And I'm not saying it's all predicated on the food poisoning, but if you, you know, you, you lose a bunch of weight, you try to rush back before you are 100%, and then, you know, you overcompensate for things. I mean, just think of, you know, Kyrie hurts his foot, and then he ends up blowing out his other knee because he's overcompensating for his foot injury. So there's like the that that happens. It's, it's very very common, and the the way that Kevin's back has been acting up. Don't forget when he missed that open three against uh, who was it in that overtime match against the Spurs. Um, you know where you know he he the play was drawn up for him to get that corner through. It was wide open, and right. he airballed it. He ran off the floor immediately, and you know was it didn't look like a hundred like a hundred percent. It looked like you know me running down the floor. So I, I'm just I'm assuming I'm I'm fearing he's not 100. percent He wants to tough through it. And he realizes how shorthanded his team is and needs its stars. But when your stars, when your one star is going to play as poorly as as Kevin has, you know you could argue that he's you know not exactly doing a service to the team. But you know more troubling to me, the more so than Kevin, which I think can fix itself, is you know the team had a 20 point lead, decides to sit the starters and play LeBron with the bench unit. And and they 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 the Oklahoma City immediately cuts the lead to seven. I mean you and then you have to throw the stars back in. Shump hits a couple huge threes. Kyrie plays very very well. You know Tristan had probably arguably the best game of the season. And you know so and then you then everyone has to complain about the minutes that these stars are playing heading into the finals. So you can't. I mean it's, it's hard to cut it both ways when you want to rest these guys, but you also need to win basketball games. And the bench isn't doing their job. I, I think Kevin is one issue. But largely, I mean, you're looking at about a 12-game sample size here where the bench just has not come, has not done what we've known it to do over the last year and a half or so. Yeah, I want to cut Kyle Korver a break, obviously, as he's, you know, I think 10 games in at this point and still trying to get himself assimilated. And, and obviously, Shump came up big, you know, yesterday with a couple of three-point shots that really mattered. Um, but I think really what you're looking at right there, in, in a, a big part of the Cavaliers' equation, and, and Stansbury's talked about this for a while, is is the miss, you know, you're missing out on J.R. Smith. And uh, when you're looking at somebody... I think somebody, it's bigger than people are saying. When you're looking at somebody who's not afraid to score, you know, or not, not afraid to take shots, not afraid to score score the basketball, and, and you're looking at somebody who really did turn into a, 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 a cog of the defense, someone who, who really put forth a lot of he effort on the defense. He became a reliable end. player right. the way he hadn't been before. You, right. you, you, have to, you have to take that into consideration there, but then you talk about the lack of depth on the bench and, and you know, obviously, you know, dudes like Kay Felder and, uh, you know, Kyle Korver are, are, are going to be up there trying to take care of those minutes that JR would have been taking care of. So, obviously, there's going to be some problem there. 
there. But the lack of depth at the, on the bench is a is a real issue, and we're looking at under a month away uh, from the trade deadline. What are the Cavaliers going to do between now and I think it's February twenty third, the the trade deadline? There's a lot of you know they keep they're continually in the rumor mill for for guards. Um, you know, later today in the site we have some stuff coming up. You know, they were. Looking at Shelvin Mack, uh, they were shot down from Philly, I believe, for T.J. McConnell. So there's a lot of guard types that they're trying to acquire. Um, you know, not necessarily to shake up the starting lineup by any means, but they're they're looking for guys who can be that eighth or ninth guy and and handle the ball and play some defense and just keep the team in the game or or not let the other team get you know build any momentum when the stars are on the bench. Um, you know, LeBron's been talking about a playmaker. You know. I don't know what kind of playmaker they're going to get, you know, in terms of that, but I think they, there's a lot of options, you know, in the, in that backup point guard range. And I'm not, and, you know, he hasn't come out and said that letting Delhi go was an issue. Um, Cause I do think the money that he was being paid in Milwaukee, the regression you've seen there, you could see how, what, you know, what players are when it's a kind of a product of playing alongside LeBron versus, you know, having to, you know, tow an offense by yourself. But you need a guy who can kind of fill that deli role, right? Who can hit open threes, who can handle the ball, who can play defense. You know, if, if he if he takes if he has a couple embarrassing moments, fine. You know, but you you need a guy who can you know step in and give you more than guys like Kay Felder, guys like DeAndre Liggins, and whomever are filling that back end of the rotation right now. And I, I do feel Griff will figure something out. I mean, they still have that 15th roster spot open, but you you need to bring in a guy who's going to be active. You know, on 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 game day, not a guy who's going to be you know street clothes. You know, we're getting Jr. back. You know, that'll be sooner than later. Um, you know, he's already been wearing like warm up shirts and shorts and stuff around the queue like before the game. That's, that's good. That's changing good. back into street clothes. So there 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 are signs that he's coming back soon. Um, but you know, still you're you're looking at March really before that happens. And you know, and the, the trade deadline is the middle of February. So you, they they need to do something before Jr. comes back. Um, you know, I'd argue that they could use a post guy just as much of a, as a backcourt guy, but I, I, I can understand why LeBron and Kyrie would want some load taken off of, of their shoulders because they are the primarily, you know, prime premier ball handlers on this offense, and one of them has to be on the floor at all times. It's not going to do much for their minutes. It's a point guards league. I mean, you, that's it's, it's it's a far more pressing issue. Um, Tristan Thompson seems like he is, you know, handling a lot of the uh, a lot of the work down there in, in big man's land. And uh, I just want to know your opinion on this, Scott. After Tristan's performance yesterday, which was out of this world, um, is it safe to say you can bang a Kardashian and continue to be a good pro athlete? <laughs> I, I, I guess the, the, the you know proof of concepts, um, and I, I'd argue that um, Lamar Odom was a very 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 good basketball player. You know things just kind of went south afterwards, but well, yeah, so far so good for Tristan. The the, <laughs> you, the you know the the plague or whatever, and then James Harden, don't forget, was was with Chloe not long ago, and he's probably going to be the MVP this year. So should be. Too, I, I'm yeah. starting. I'm starting to think we're we're getting more. You know, I guess. Once you start adding more to the pile, you know, I'd know right. some of them fleshing out are going to be pretty high. <laughs> We're talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. I have a, I have one more question for uh, about the Cavaliers. This one from an audience member. Jeff wants to know, he would want, wants your opinion on, why not just call up Quinn Cook from the Canton Charge? If they, they could, um, but I think if they felt he would make a difference, they would have done it by now. Um, you know, he's playing very, very well in Canton. Um, you know, he's had a lot of highlights down there. But if they but don't so think he's better than, if they don't think he's better than Kay Felder, um, you know they're not going to go out and buy his contract. Um, Fair. You can't just call him up. He's not. He's not on the team. You, you know, it's not. 
it's not like AAA where you, you know, the guys are on the 40 man and you bring up to the 25 man. Um, he, he's currently not under contract with any NBA team. So they'd have to structure a deal with him and get him up here. And there'd probably be some guaranteed money involved. And I don't know if that's something they want to entertain. If you can get a guy, you know, I don't want to say you want Rajon Rondo, but if you can get a guy who can provide you at least on floor, uh, you know, production like a Rondo or a Chalmers or whomever, you, you take the veteran side of people who have been there before versus a guy who, you know, you don't necessarily know how he provide under or how he produce under pressure. Yeah, you have to look at it. You know, uh, of what you really want out of a backup point guard. And I know LeBron said playmaker, playmaker, playmaker. But you said it right, Scott, earlier when you talked about Delvadova. Don't turn the ball over. Um, uh, play some defense and hit open threes. Quinn Cook is a great basketball player. There's no question about it. Uh, but the thing I will say about him is I feel like he turns the ball over a lot, and that's probably a part of the equation. Is that we need Bron somebody going for that? We need somebody who's who's not going to throw interceptions. We need somebody who's going to be able to manage the game and that's not a slight against Quinn whatsoever but I, I mean I'm sure that's a part of it and you, if you can get a guy you know like Jared Jacker I know earlier in the uh, the week me and Sainsbury talked about Ricky Rubio um, there's, Rubio guys, be good. there's guys who have been in big moments before and that's probably what you're looking for in your backup point guard. No for sure and you know again I think Cook's a great kid you know they they, they uh, you know he's been a part of the system for a while and you know they, they do use Canton as a bit of a farm system to like grow these guys but Given where the team is right now, uh, I don't think that that's exactly the the, uh, the path they want to take. We're talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. Buddy, I want to uh, real quickly here shift gears to the NFL. As everybody knows that the big game, the big game. Is, uh, is this weekend. Everybody knows that. And it is uh, New England uh, versus Atlanta there. And Atlanta is getting three points. The over-under is 58. I think that's probably a little high for a Super Bowl. I did hear this stat over the weekend, and I thought that this was interesting, that Atlanta, when scoring 30 or more, is like 15-1. and one. But when they score under 30, they're 1-5. So can Atlanta score 30 on New England on Sunday? I think so. Um, I, and I, it, it, you're, you're, you're literally, when you're talking about over-unders and, 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 the, and the metrics that come with them, you're, you're you're banking on New England's defense, right? You're, that, I mean, you're, you know New England can score points. You know Atlanta can score points. Yes, Atlanta's defense has gotten a little bit better, but that's Tom Brady, right? And so it's it's who it's is who can stop you know the other person. And I, I watching Atlanta, you know, I don't see how they're going to stop this team. You know, they talk about taking away the best weapon, so they take away Julio Jones. You still have fine. Two you still backs, have two really, Sanu. really good running backs. Right. You still have a tight end who could catch. You still have Mosin New and Taylor Gabriel and a bunch of these other playmakers on the offensive side. Alex Mack. That that yeah, that I don't know I don't know how you scheme against this. It'll be very, very interesting. Um fifty eight's high for a Super Bowl, but I do think it's kinda low for this game. Um and for the I offenses, just given the way you know, they're gonna they're gonna be it's gonna be warm. They're not playing in you know in the cold. There's not gonna be any inclement kind of stuff to to slow them down, and I, I know you don't want to ever bet against Belichick with two weeks to plan, but I, I think it's going to be a very, very high-scoring game and a very, very exciting one is that. I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl. I really do, or at least that's what I'm hoping. We've only had one good playoff game this whole postseason. Right. I think it would be awesome if we got a good Super Bowl out of it. I agree, though. I, I am. I'm hesitant to bet against Belichick and Brady together. If Atlanta was playing anybody else, I'd be like, dude, the Falcons are going to roll. They are so front-loaded. That offense is so powerful. Matt Ryan is kind of coming into his own. I love Matty Ice. always have. I think so. I, if they were playing anybody but New England, I would be putting the farm on Atlanta right now. But I just feel like if I bet Atlanta, I'm going to wake up 
Monday morning going, dude, you bet against Brady in the Super Bowl? What were you thinking? Well, let me ask you, how many points would it take for you to to consider it? Ah, I mean, it's got to be more than a field goal, which is what it is right now. I mean, you get me to four, four and a half. I bet Atlanta, uh, dude, betting against Brady in the Super Bowl, I just feel like, dude, what are you, a dumbass? How did you do that? Like, I think Atlanta wins, but I, but betting the money, I just can't bet against Brady and Belichick in the Super Bowl. I can't. Experience is going to have something to do with it. This is going to be their seventh run at this. Yeah, I, I do think the Gronk, um, this, this will be the game be where Gronkowski missing will, call, will, will kind will of rear ugly head a little bit. Um, you know, I, I know they have the electric backfield with James White and Deion Lewis and, and down the line, but I think the Gronk is the perpetual matchup, you know, issue across the NFL. And I think once he's he's not there, Martellus Bennett's good. Don't get me wrong. Sure. And and they've been able to manage and get to this point. And you know, we talked before the Pittsburgh game, and I thought they we you know we talked how they were going to roll, and and they did. And I just think I think things are just going to be a lot different facing this kind of offense versus what they faced at this point in the playoffs. And I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's for sure. Uh, we're talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. I have one more question for you. One more thing I want to talk to you about quickly here. As um, this is in the news a lot, and people are making a big deal of it, I don't think this is going to be a big deal at all. But if New England wins and Brady plays really well, now all of a sudden he's the MVP, and Roger Goodell has to hand him the MVP trophy, is there going to be awkwardness here? And I say no, because Goodell's not going to make it awkward because he's the commissioner of the league. And Brady, the consummate professional, comes from the consummate you know professional uh, franchise where you don't talk about anything. I think this will be much to do about nothing. I think there may be looks, but nothing's going to happen here, right? No, it'll be a bigger media thing than it will be anything else. Um, I'm also, I, I was leaning Brady big time before. I'm not counting out Matt Ryan um, as potentially being that guy to win you know, the, the, uh, the MVP trophy, but we'll see. I, but either way, I don't think there's going to be much to, much to make out of it other than media trying to body lang- be body language experts and see if they could catch anything, but I, I don't well, it's America in 2017, so of course the media, they'll, Damn don't, right. don't you worry, they'll, they'll make a big deal about BuzzFeed it. BuzzFeed needs to bitch about something, buddy. <laughs> there's Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Uh, he has said he, there's uh, there's new Cavs articles coming out a little later today at the at the site, which is WFNY.com there. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week. Take care, you guys. Have a great day. We should, you know what? Maybe uh, you know what? Uh, it's probably uh, ill-advised on my part. We should maybe right. see if we can get him Friday, right before the Super Bowl. Before the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, we'll look at that. We yeah, we'll call him again over a few days. Find that out. Um, I can't remember. Are you pro or anti France? Uh, France sucks. No, I'm not. You don't. You don't like the French, well, right? No, but here's the thing, though: is dude, a lot of people hate on the French, and I understand it. But at the same time, I mean, the French were a a, a huge part of the American Revolution. So I, I'm, I guess trust I'm the French. Torn, there is what, is what the movie The Patriot said, and uh, I have I have a story coming out of France. Okay, they're doing something now. I don't think <laughs> that I don't think America could do. <laughs> France is showing <laughs> self restraint that America never could. You get that? Next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. If you're shopping around uh, financial institutions, I urge you to take a look at CSC Federal Credit Union. I've been with them since moving down here to Stark County, and I love how local they are. Uh, The decisions for my bank are made locally by members of the board who live here in Stark County. Everybody that's a member of the credit union lives here in Stark County. I always uh, talk about this. It's because I need it a lot. They have uh, change counting machines and all of their uh, four very convenient locations. And I don't pay anything to use it because I'm a member of the credit union, so I just pour my change in there, take the receipt up to the, you know, 
the teller there, and that money goes right into my savings account. Now, if you're a non-member of the union, they'll totally let you use that thing. You only pay 5%, which I uh, it's a lot less than what you pay in like grocery stores and that kind of stuff. And uh, Fantone and I keep talking about how we're you know looking for cars. And thank God CSE has great loan rates. And you can get those at CSEFCU.com. It's who I'm going to use when I need to take out a loan to buy my next vehicle. They offer very competitive rates of loans for you know home, auto, all that stuff there. You can get it all the info, CSEFCU.com there. It's one of the better decisions I have made since moving down here is banking with CSC. 9.30, we have Alice Cooper tickets. Deep Purple's part of that show as well. September the 9th, we'll get you hooked up around 9.30. I saw this, and I think France is doing something I'm not sure America can do. Is it smoke a bunch of cigarettes? Is it to eat baguettes? Is it to eat croissants? Ha ha ha, we wish berry. Okay, don't make fun of those things. Baguettes are amazing. Croissants are amazing. Those things are staples in the food game, and we need those. Okay? So we gave the French deodorant. They yeah. gave us baguettes. That's what. That's how friendships work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how that goes. Uh, dude, America's uh, America's oldest ally, the French. I know we all like to pretend like they're a bunch of uh, you know cheese-eating surrender monkeys, I think is the term, but... Remember when when that terrorist freedom shooting, fries? Right. Remember, Remember when freedom fries? When when there was that terrorist attack in France, we all pretended like we cared about France for a little bit. That was funny. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And oh, we love France. We're all going to change our profile pictures. Yeah, but remember when you Charlie called Hebdo, fr- right? Right. Remember? Well, no, no. I'm talking about the Eagles of Death Metal show when all those people got shot. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah that. Yeah. We all cared about France for a little bit there. Eagles of Death Metal, by the way, yeah. coming to the Agora with Mastodon. That's going to be a Ooh. huge show. Yeah, Mastodon, Eagles of Death Metal, ClevelandAgora.com is where you can get that date. But France is doing something I don't think America could do. At least not yet. Okay. We may follow suit as obesity is a problem in this country. <laughs> France, really? Restaurants in France now can be prosecuted. Prosecuted if they offer you free refills on soda. Really? Now, soda doesn't get thought about a lot in the in the or as much as like food does. Like somehow the American brain has equated like if you can chew it the calories are worse than if you can drink it, which is not true. Well, I mean, yeah, it's because it's the same reason like you can you can have 200 calories worth of Pepsi and you don't feel full. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you ate 200 calories worth of something, you'd be like, all right, at least there's something in my stomach. But yeah, That's we pregame 200 calories. We, we totally do not think of, of calories in drinks that we don't we don't view those as counting. Not the same way. And soda like when I had a I had a personal trainer once upon a time, I lost 40 pounds with him. I worked out three times a week with him. He put me on a really good diet. And occasionally when I go on to my, I'm going to be good for a little while. That's still the diet I use, and it works. I will shed 25 pounds pretty easily, then I go right back to eating. But I, he's the whole thing used to, he used to say to me all the time, Dan, whatever you do, don't drink your calories. It, it, you're only getting 1,500, well, it was 1,800. You're only, I'm only giving you 1,800 calories a day. Why would you drink 300 of them? That makes no sense. Water. Make it about water. And so this is the way they're going to combat obesity. You like this? Well, and one of the things I'll say about like pop at restaurants is that is the highest profit margin a restaurant has. To buy one of those like big bags of syrup costs them like a dollar forty eight and they probably get, you know, seven hundred pops out of it and every one of them's a dollar seventy nine, you start adding it up. So it's a uh it's already a pretty big scam, but now if I can't get a free refill on it, and then it's really like so dude, I gotta spend a buck seventy nine every time I want a Coke. I feel like that's going to be a problem for America. 
it will stop. I mean, this plan would stop people from drinking as much of it. Well, but then what's next, though? You know what I mean? Like, all right, well, you can only order a small French fry. You well, order a I large mean, again, French they're not fry, banning no the soda. You can have it. It's just about how bad do you want it? Do you want to pay more for it? I mean, so, I mean, I kind of, I mean, I could see this system working. I could. Uh, but, I mean, should, should it just be, I mean, and I guess you are paying more for a large fry, but it should be like, well, instead of a large fry where you get the price break, you know, it's only $1.89 for a large fry. You have to get two small fries and end up spending two fifty on it. I think, yes, sizing and pricing is going to be something that has to be examined in America. I do. I think it is going to be a thing. Obesity is a problem. It certainly is. I struggle with it, obviously, a lot. I mean, I can't stop eating. I had a woman say to me, who I haven't seen in two years, over the weekend, said to me, she goes, oh my God, did you get married? While staring at my gut, she thought I had gotten married because how big I've gotten. We, uh... We certainly, we certainly, uh, you know. damn you, Napolis. We, we have an issue when it comes to sizes. We have an issue when it comes to, like, you know, uh, the convenience of food. I just don't know if, if America is ready to give up that liberty of, of, of I can buy what I want. You can sell me what you want. I mean, remember when they did the whole thing in, in New York City where you couldn't buy gi- giant pops anymore? And I, I you know, I, I recognize obesity as arguably the, the thing that's driving health care costs more than anything. I mean, more than smoking, more than anything like that. It's us being fat. Besides drug addiction, it's probably right there. It's us being fat, lazy Americans yeah. right now. That, that That's the biggest problem. And we all talk, oh, health care costs are through the roof. Obamacare affordable health care, Trump care. Well, we all just need to stop being so goddamn fat. That's That would be a big step in the right direction. Um, but I just don't know if it's enough for me to be like... Well, you can't you can't give out free pop anymore. I'm, I'm pop. being asked, what does, what's this thing you call soda? I Yeah, I say soda, not pop. Because pop sounds like dirt foot hillbilly stuff. And um, I moved to California in my early 20s. And I kept asking for pop. And they looked at me like I was... Well, a dirt foot hillbilly from the middle of the country. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a dirt foot hillbilly from the middle of the country. And so ever since then, they've kind of, California like shook the word soda into my lexicon. And that's the way I speak now. I use the word soda and I do it. It sounds more proper to me. And when I hear people say, can I have a pop? It's, I don't know. It sounds a little, pop sounds rednecky to me, I guess. And there are areas in my life where I'm okay with that, and there are areas where I'm not, and soda and pop's one of them. Soda sounds pretentious is going to be the counterbar argument to that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll have a soda, please. Yeah, and, and intelligence normally does. Uh, and it, it can do that. 9.30, we'll give you some Alice Cooper tickets and more Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 1069, 9.30 is when you're getting Alice Cooper tickets. It's coming to town with Deep Purple, September the 9th. Blossom Music Center is where I believe that's going down at. We'll get you hooked up, 9.30. This up at WRQK.com is uh, a man climbed into a tiger cage and then got mauled. Uh-oh. But yeah, you can see the video. It's in the Stansbury Show section of WRQK.com. But you know, this reminded me of when you saved the kid from the cheetah pit. And uh, for those of you that don't know, that, that that kid locally here was in the zoo's like cheetah pit and Fantone like reached over and pulled him out of there. And the funny thing about that is, is the show was pretty new when that had happened. New enough anyway. And our boss didn't believe you. Like, he thought you were lying about that. He thought you were lying for ratings. And, like, me and my girlfriend had checked into the zoo the previous day. I think I had, like, posted about it on social media in the moment. And my boss like, nope, still don't believe you, still don't believe you, still don't believe you. And I'm like, Dick, what do you want me to do here? I think 19 Action News, Brian Duffy came down here to talk to you, right? Yeah, Brian Duffy came down here, front of the program. Um, came down here to interview Fantone about that. And, you know, the boss may said, don't go on TV and lie. And Fantone's like, I'm not lying. This totally went down. I did this. 
I'm sorry. This dude that fell into the tiger pit, I'm sorry. Harambe, I'm sorry. I'm trying to save people in zoo exhibits. It's what I do. It's who I am, but I can't be everywhere at once. That's online for you. A guy getting mauled in a tiger cage. You find it in the Stansbury Show section of WRQK.com. You know, something else I just saw online, and... um. You know, this won't be a big deal for everybody, but I, but but a friend of mine, Emily, yeah, once upon a time, while we were growing up, was a beautiful young woman, and then <laughs> once upon a time, not well, just ugly as hell. Well, I mean, dude, drugs took place. Okay, I mean, some okay, some right, heroin right. and some methamphetamine stuff took place, and I mean, she just yeah, I mean, she took a pretty dive. She had gotten arrested, and like she, you know, but since all that, since hitting rock bottom, she went and got help. She's now clean. She's sober now, has been for a while, and she was posting photos of herself on social media this morning, and the difference is crazy. It's like night and day. Like, when I saw photos of her a couple of years ago when she was still in the throes of it, I was like, oh, my God, girl, you let yourself go, and drugs are bad. Like, you were beautiful once upon a time, and this is just, it's evident how bad heroin is for you, and now she's clean, and she looks Great again. Amazing what the body can recover from. Right. You know, it's a uh, it's 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 a deep dark hole if you go down it, but you can pull yourself out of it. And obviously, she is a uh, she's a walking, living, breathing proof of that. I don't talk to her a whole lot. I know she will occasionally check in and out of the program. If you're listening, Emily, uh, you know, congratulations, way to go. You do. You look a million times better. And Thumbs it just up, girl. it was like one of those things where it was like made apparent. Where it's like, man, this heroin problem, it is a problem, but you can overcome it. You you, you mean it's going to be a lot of hard work. I know there was that thing that was, I think it was at Fox 8 that did yep. this, heroin hits yep. home. And, uh, you know, I know it was top of mind again for a lot of people. Hey, which is just a strange thing to me that, you know, and I guess it's 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 one of those things that if you're not dealing with it, you can easily put your head in the sand. But it's like, God damn, dude, we are in the middle of a drug epidemic and there's still people who are like, oh, it's not my problem. Oh, I don't have to deal with this. Oh, Fox 8, you know, and, and it's like, God, just, yes, it is your problem, idiot. Yeah, well, it's kind of everybody's problem. That's, you know, that, that, you know, that's the issue with it. I know we started out this morning's program doing best of the way we always do from five to six and we you know we kind of talked about canton's needle exchange oh yeah, uh, yeah you know you know that was one of the things i you know that we ran this morning for best of and you know um you know i'm not digging that whole thing up again but you know we're both kind of on this uh, on the side of you know it, it, it sounds like it doesn't make sense but if you look at the numbers long term it actually does but uh again if you want to see a guy get mauled by a tiger you can do that at wrqk.com and i just want to give a little thumbs up to somebody i know that was personally going through the drug war and has made it through on the other side so it can in fact happen all right um we have one of these here uh, they're escape rooms and they're all the rage now and downtown canton has one mm-hmm. and i was walking up to Busbin on saturday night and i heard a group of women uh, you know a group of women coming out of there talking about it so i want to get into that a little bit and there's been one of these escape rooms somewhere else in the world that had to shut down due to their theme and we'll tell you that next on Rock 106.9. Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Head over to uh, WRQK.com. Check out this video of a guy quitting his job. He does it in a way that I wouldn't suggest. That's, that's all I'll tell you. That's online for you in the Stansberry Show section of WRQK.com. Still to come are Alice Cooper tickets. Deep Purple part of that program as well. That show, September the 9th out of Blossom. You'll get hooked up around 930 this morning. A little bit of cougar hunting going on in Blossom there. Damn right. Bet you there'll be a lot of a uh, lot of a uh, lot of a uh, lot of women in jean jackets and big hair just looking for some D stands. Very. I love it. I like hearing it. I like hearing that. I like. I, I like. I like that idea. I like that a lot. She's forty. She's foxy, and she's ready for some action. 
She also probably has a 22-year-old daughter to introduce me to, so I like that. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I live not far from the escape room downtown. Yeah. Like, Canton has one of these now. Every city has one of these now. Yeah. They're like all the rage now, these escape rooms. Now, I was dating a girl last like last holiday season, and I said to her, I said, let's go, to, let's go do this escape room thing. I think it'll be fun. And she was like, Dan, I'm going to have us out of there inside of five minutes. And she totally would have. Callie is like, can start fires with her mind smart. So like, she's, she was like, Dan, she's like, I get it. She's like, but I'm going to have us out of there in 10 minutes. And she totally would have. Explain to people what an escape room is. So essentially sure what they do, oh yeah, like, I guess maybe some of you what? don't know. What they do is they lock you in a room. It's got a theme and you have to figure your way out of it. It's like a little, uh, it's a little, like kind of like Clue without the murder. So there's like puzzles and you have to like use right. you know deductive skills and you, you know you got to figure out how to get out of that room. So I was walking up to Buzzbin over the weekend and I saw a group of women women coming out of the escape room downtown. Right. Which I think is it's right there by the right aid off of market right there. Yeah, right, like I, by Cambrun Company. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. right there. Yeah. And so I'm walking out of there or I'm walking past there and I hear you know a group of women walking out and you hear the exact kind of conversation leaving the escape room you you think you would you know that was different you know that was different uh, you know you got one of those where like everybody's right. like talking about how different it was and how much fun they had and I was like okay I need to go do this I want to do it I think it's cool I think the idea is cool or whatever right. so I started looking into these all right and like I said everybody's got one now everyone's got one now and an escape room over in the Czech Republic had to be shut down. These things all have themes. Like, right. it seems like Canton's theme is like 1950s detective agency. Right. That which, seems like the thing. You did sense. this, right? No, no, no. I've never done oh, this. Okay. I've never done this. But it makes sense. And I've known people who have done the Canton one who all say it's a blast. And like I said, you know, you obviously want there to be a little bit of uh, showmanship that goes into it. You're kind of suspending disbelief anyway because you're putting yourself in this situation of like, oh, if I don't get out of here in an hour, I'm going to die. Or, oh, my gosh, the jewels are going to get stolen. So there's a little bit of like role playing that goes along with it. And you're right. Putting a, a 1950s, you know, detective agency in it, or 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 you know, I don't know, like uh, you know, some, something else. It gives it more credibility. It makes it more believable. Right. And so they're helping pull you into the experience. Right. Is essentially what it is. Right. It helps take your mind off of like the the easy, very easy, paint by number things you're you're trying to do. Right. That's why Sherpers tell you their name Cinnamon, not Abby, is because you buy into that moment. You buy the into lie. The, right. Right. You're, you're buying into the lie. Right. So over in the Czech Republic, they had a. I can't even believe I'm going to say this. They had an Auschwitz-themed escape room in the Czech Republic. Uh, now, that can't be good. No. Right? I would imagine that a no. lot of Jews from the Czech Republic had lost their lives in that in that tragedy, in that awful thing that had happened. I know there are people out there that deny the whole thing say, happened. I was going to say, you know, you're buying into the lamestream media, Stansberry. That's what they want you to think. That's what those homos at CNN want you to think is that the Holocaust happened. Oh, I think I think denying the Holocaust is wildly offensive. I think it's wildly offensive. I don't think you can deny an event where SS soldiers took babies, threw them up in the air, and used them as target practice. You don't get to deny that that happened. It's only brown people that did that. You don't get to deny that that happened. Mm-hmm. The Holocaust happened. Mm-hmm. And it's offensive to suggest that it didn't. And that's for coming from a guy who doesn't like the word offensive. But that's offensive. Who would think that it would be a good idea to have an Auschwitz-themed anything? 
Right? Remember, I remember it was like two years ago, like where we were having to call people out who were going over there, who were going to Auschwitz and taking selfies in front of the, like the building. And I was, I remember saying, I was like, I would maybe, I would want that to be like, I would want to expose people to the fact that I went and visited. I just, the but thing with smiling selfies, in front of the building and selfieing, it feels weird. I, to me, it's like what smiling, yes, and cheesing and being like, oh, but like, uh, what's the difference between a selfie and just taking a picture? I, I, like I said, I would want the urge would be there to take a picture and put it on Instagram. But after hearing the way the world went with it, it was just, it was like, yeah, I don't know if you should do that. But I can't believe that in 2017, any company trying to make money, trying to make money. It's like, you know what? Auschwitz isn't all that well, controversial. I mean, like, we'll make money. Well, yeah, there's probably different sensibilities when it comes to, like, the Czech Republic. And we, all look, back at, we all look back at through American and revisionist history of, like, oh, this is what we've been taught. And this is what we kind of have to, like, you know, how we accept things. I don't know what's going on over in the Czech Republic. I don't know if they're over there, you know. Eh, Holocaust, not that big of a deal. And I don't know what the Czech Republic accent would sound like, so I didn't try it. But, I mean, you'll take my point there of, like, you know... Would it, would it be okay? I'm trying to think of a historical escape room that would be okay. I mean, you know, I don't want to say, like, would it be okay if there was a slavery one? Because that wouldn't feel okay to me. <laughs> that, that, no. That, that wouldn't feel okay at all. Not at all. That would be terrible. So I, that's what I don't understand. I don't understand how somebody was like, how did, first of all, how'd you open? Like, how did you even, like, it, now this got shut down because people complained. Stop being so PC. Ah, uh, now, yes, that needs to happen. And I'll tell you what, liberals, I'll tell you what, liberals, your king, Bill Maher, did a fantastic job this weekend on Real Time explaining to you why you constantly lose, why you, con- why you act so smart and yet you constantly lose. You know why that was? I'll tell you why. I'll give you the example. I won't make you watch Real Time. I'll tell you why. Because Republicans went and filled the seats of the PTA. They're winning all the elections. They're doing all that stuff. And you're taking down Steve Martin for calling Carrie Fisher beautiful on Twitter. You're going after Justin Timberlake on Twitter. Bill Maher was so right about that. Where's that line, though? I mean, should I be concerned about this? What do I care if if, if in the Czech Republic that they're doing a Holocaust thing? I don't care. Well, I mean. I'm not being so PC. Well, dude, there's a difference between things that are actually offensive and getting offended about somebody giving somebody a compliment. It's like that was the liberal's point. It's like, oh my God, he called her beautiful before being smart first. Right, because he was telling you a story about when he was eight years old. Couldn't I make an argument of, well, without without me doing this this uh this escape room Holocaust style, then there's no you know, there we're not even gonna remember it. We're not even no, it's not even no, gonna be a part no, no, of no, anything. No. Because we have the internet, we have we ha- we have school, we have encyclopedias, we don't need escape rooms explaining to me the Holocaust. Well then I think we could use that for other arguments, but where do you go with where do you go with and why is why is a World War II video game game okay, but a World War II I have been conflicted about that. I have talked about how that's conflicting. Like right now. Now Battlefield One's big into that, and like now I will say, normally they have you attacking the the Nazis in video games, so maybe that's why. But it's I, I've asked that question whether or not that's okay, well, and maybe all that stuff should be moved to a fictional world. If you if you're put into the escape room as a Jew, as somebody who's a victim of the Holocaust, as opposed to a perpetrator of it, aren't you essentially just playing the video game in real life? Mm, I guess. I don't like it. I mean, and, and, and it, I don't like there, that. There's no validity to like. Well, there's a history lesson to be had here, and you can experience what it was like to be Anne Frank. <laughs> 
No, dude. I, mean, I, I don't think that because I don't think that's what that is. No, that's I, not putting you into the life of Aunt Frank. As people who are listening right now, I am playing devil's advocate. I'm For trying sure. to find. I'm trying I know to, you. Are. Oh, I know you do. But I'm making. It, I want to make it clear to people who are listening right now. I'm not like, oh yeah, it's okay. You can pretend like you're a Jew up in the attic, and someone's going to get offended. Of course they are. Um, I just think it's. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of different lines, a lot of different ways to take lessons in life, and if somewhat of a first person perspective of what that might have been like, if that is able to give you a deeper understanding or at least somewhat now granted you can't fake you can't fake being Anne Frank you can't fake being you know yeah. uh, you can't fake genocide yeah. and the terror that will come with it but if it gives you a little bit more of an insight on it I don't, I don't know this uh, you know a, a, a listener sent this in and they, they say this would be a lot like us doing the Twin Towers escape room <sighs> Imagine that. Well, when does this Twin Tower simulator come into effect? Now that we have these VR things, and when is it like, all right, well, in classroom, you know what? We can take you to the day of the Twin Towers falling down and put on this VR headset, and we can actually watch it happen. I don't know. Is there value in that? I think so. I I, I think so. There is. Wait, what? Give it to me one more time. VR headset. We've all, you know, we've Uh all seen those and we all, okay. Yeah, they're all the rage now. So now in a classroom and and we can, all the kids put on a VR headset and let's go watch the Twin Towers fall. Let's go see what it was like to be in New York on 9-11. There's value in that. Okay, there's value in that. There's value in educational purposes. I don't think escape rooms are educational. Right? I think that they were using offensive imagery to gain attention, and it worked the wrong way. And what do I always say? Let businesses be who they are, and the marketplace will depict who they are. Let people sell cakes or not. Let people do you know, you know, host weddings or not. And then the, the marketplace will decide who stays open. And the marketplace decided, even in the Czech Republic, that dude, this isn't needed. This isn't good. I think the marketplace will always decide what's cheapest and what's most convenient to me. So I'll take whatever those you know, whatever fills Oak's criteria. And, and anything else be damned aside. Um, I, 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 oh, I, I don't think that that's I, true. I know what you're saying in the sense of, of uh, you know, this isn't necessarily an educational forum, but I guess who am I to say whether, you know, if you go to, if you go to one of those old timey towns that are, that are, you know, uh, you know, prospector town that's stuck in time and you go there to learn the lessons, I feel like real life experiences have some sort of value there where, where this could be argued. Yes. What I don't want, though, is Auschwitz theme parks. And that the, the escape room sounds to Fair. me comes off like an Auschwitz theme park. Fair. It can't be like, hey, come, dude, here's the gas room. Now buy a memorial, you know, a memory t shirt, and then make sure you get like the Jew cotton candy on your way out. Like, dude, it can't be that. It can't be that. I'm with the, dude, you're with me. You got me on the VR experience and the learning and, you know, submersive and, you know, environment for learning in school. You kind of got me on that. But you can't have Auschwitz theme parks, dude. You can't. That's terrible. That's awful. That is dude, terrible. your wrestling people are coming after me online. Because nice. I posted the thing from the Royal Rumble, and I was like, we have fake news, and now here's fake entertainment. Yeah, it's as real as anything on TV. It's as real as anything on TV. Dude, your people are so goddamn annoying. You wrestlers, you don't care about anything but this. This, and then you get all worked up, and you're just attacking. Dude, I am taking a beating online from one of your goddamn mouth breathers in this wrestling stuff. Apparently, the Royal Rumble was last night. I can't believe as an adult, I just had to say that. Stay on them, people. Stay on them. It's working. Keep the protest going. Stay on those streets. Keep those side rays. You know, my buddy Grant says, dude, screw the escape room. Let's go to the Gatsby's VIP room and never escape. Jeez.
That does sound like a good plan. Meanwhile, dudes, we were talking about that last week about yeah. me needing the wingman. Grant actually would be a good wingman. Bartender over at the Canton Brewing Company. Yeah. He's a good dude. Knows everybody. That might be a dude. Grant, let's you and I hang out, buddy. I need a good Canton wingman. I need a wingman. Did you know they changed the name of the restaurant over there at Camp Brewing Company? I it's did. now Snorky's on 3rd. I did. I knew that. I didn't know that. He asked me. I was in there the other night having some beers. He was like, do you know we did that? And I was like, no, I did not know that. And apparently this is all about, like, I, I guess, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Al Capone didn't like to be called Scarface. And so, like, then he was asking people to call him Snorky. And so, like, that was like, and I didn't know that. Well, Canton does have a huge mob history um, just because of the, uh, the, the, the distance. Little between, Chicago is what they call it. Between New York and Chicago. I never knew this, that either. This was the halfway point, and a lot of, uh, a lot of bootlegging happened in these uh, this neck of the woods. I, you know, hey, I'm not, I'm not in the business of telling people what they should and should not name their restaurants. No, but I do hey, it every a little, little bit of Canton history involved there. I, I not the worst that. idea. I just wasn't sure if people were going to make that connection and the name, but I think that the name is so strange that you'll remember it. So I think it kind of works on both angles there. But uh, yeah, that's now uh, Snorky's on third there. We do have Alice Cooper tickets. You'll have them next. I'm also going to give you a pretty good Alice Cooper tune. That happens next on Rock 106.9. Dansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. This time tomorrow, you'll be getting New Tour Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino in Northfield Park there. Looking ahead, you're getting new E40, new Cole Swindell, and new All That Remains. We'll all take part of that. And then locally, The Party. I feel comfortable saying this. Best band out of New Philly. I feel comfortable saying that. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't know if I'm I, now, now, look, Philly. I could be way wrong. But they're the, so far, they're the best band I've heard out of the New Filthy area. But to be fair, I have not heard it. All the musical stylings that uh, that town has to offer. I have not. Trying to see if there's notable people from uh, from New Philly. Uh, Just my dad. That was no, it. No, I mean, honestly, I don't see anybody's name that jumps out. A couple of uh, composers, professional football player, congressman, but I don't know any of these people. No, those are. people matter. No, they don't. So you get a track from The Party tomorrow. Yeah. Most popular thing ever out of New Philly. Congratulations, guys. Pretty much that and Gavin's. Pretty much those two things there. Fanto without a vehicle, no car. Fanto, the car took a, yeah. a, a, a dude. The car took an L this weekend, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Right in the middle of my of uh, my moving weekend, I, uh, I ended up getting a house with my girlfriend, and we were all excited, and we're like, "Oh, we're gonna pack up all of our cars, and we're gonna we're gonna move." And and the car, I think it's a transmission problem. So there's a part of me that's like, "Dude, I don't even want to take it anywhere because they're just gonna be like, yeah, give me fifteen hundred dollars,' and I'm gonna be like, no. no so I'm it's just like, that. so it's just like at this point, I uh, I know within the next forty eight hours, I'm gonna have to make a decision." And figure out what I'm going to do for an automobile. Been here. circling the drain on this for a while. Yeah. It's not like it just came yeah. out of no place, but nobody ever wants to be kind of forced in the decision to do it. No, kind of got punched in the face with it this weekend. And like I said, I mean, any weekend it would suck, but the weekend that I'm moving, I'm just like, God I mean, you had a car damn. full of stuff, right? Car like were, full of stuff, oh. dude, loaded, 100% packed, and I'm just driving up Tusk, and it's that's one of those moments in life I would have lost it. Like I would have not, I would have been screaming, like I would have been loud yelling through my teeth. Like that's one of those moments that would. Made me do that. It's been what do I want to say? It's just been such a weird weekend in in the sense of I had something I was so excited about and so happy about with the, with moving and getting a new house, where like it kind of let me forget about it 
and I kind of didn't think about it. And I was then like, reality. Right. And then Monday morning strikes, <laughs> and I'm like, son of a bitch, Stansbury's got to come pick me up because my car doesn't work. Luckily for us, we both live very close yeah. to one. Even now yeah. that you moved, it's not yeah. that far. But I mean, you know, it's just, so we got a little lucky there. But I mean, I, as I drove up to Cleveland on Friday to work a, a shift at the Agora, like I took my golf clubs out of the back, uh, right. out of the back, because I was like, well, dude, if the car breaks down, I don't want it on the side of the road. But the only thing in life that I care about, which is my golf clubs, like, so I mean, dude, isn't that kind of sad that we're both in that situation? I think it's very sad that we're both in this situation. <laughs> Probably even sadder sad. that we're admitting it to the entire listening public. Like, yeah, guys, hey, our lives suck and we can't afford cars, but um, it, if it, only this were the most embarrassing <laughs> thing that I've admitted about myself. It, it's an overwhelming process, it really is. And I mean, I know there's eight million car dealerships that advertise on the, on the radio station. And but that makes it harder and, sometimes because right. it's like, well, well, then who do I go with? And, and you know, obviously there's a lot of decision that kind of has to get made here. And, it, you know, it, we all just assume that like, oh, yeah, I'll make the right decision. But I'm like pretty stressed about like, well, is this the right car I should buy? Is this the right loan that I should get? What else should I do? Who else should I talk to? If I talk to four different dealerships, is that enough? Or should I go talk to that fifth dealership too? All right. Well, now well, they're offering me a 7% financing. What do I have to do to get down to 6.5? And it's just, it's a lot of headaches. So I, I, I'm not looking forward to uh, after the show today because that's what I'm going to start dealing with. I have to establish my proof of residency. I've got to switch my, my oh, address. Oh, because you just moved so none of your bills. None have come with come with like the yeah the address. So how are you gonna do that? So I've got to switch all of that stuff. Try to get like written statements or like printed out statements where they're able to do something. So hopefully I'll be able to a go to my bank. They can print something out for me. And b if I use the agreement like the rental agreement from ah. my landlord. So like all right now I've got multiple things where I should be able to establish proof of residency. Um, but I don't know for for all I know, dude. The, the banks and the lenders are looking at me right now like I'm a homeless dude. We're not giving you anything, you idiot. Credit score seven. So I don't know. I got to figure it all out. I'm stressed. I'm not going to lie about it, dude. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, I I would be hating that. It is. And I mean, I know, uh, dude, go here, go here, go here. I know. I know. You can tell me all the car dealerships in North Canton that you want to, but I've still got to make the decision. I'm freaking out a little bit. Yeah, that's one of those decisions you want to do it at your own pace. You don't right. want life to force you into it. Well, luckily, I uh, luckily I, I you know like you said, this is this has been something we've been circling the drain on for a little bit. So I think I know what kind of car I want, and I think I know kind of what I want to spend. It's just the the headache of like, all right, well now you have to go execute that plan. So I um. I've been kind of waiting to do what you what would happen to you. I was like, ah, maybe I'll just wait until the thing dies and then I'll go do it. Yeah, rock it till the wheels fall you know, off. Yeah, exactly. I uh, and I believe in that. I believe in driving cars into the ground. I mean, for what they cost and how much money oh, they yeah. are, and you oh, can yeah. get yourself car poor. I believe in. Look, I'm old now. I don't care. I'm not trying to impress women with the kind of car I drive. Like none of that stuff matters anymore. Like you realize the older you get, like none of that stuff really matters. And so. I've been kind of like kicking the tires on it as, as well myself. I'm, uh, I actually I went to the Agora. The reason I picked that shift up is I went up there on Friday night trying to grab my, uh, you know, like my tax information so I can get my taxes done right. for them. And my, I get there, and my manager's like, dude, I mailed that out to you. He's like, oh, I was like, God, dude, I wouldn't have done this tonight. And so, like, I'm just waiting on that. So once I get that information, like, I'll, I'll be able to print, you know, uh, Rock 1069's tax information right off from, like, the, you know, the website they give us. And once I get my taxes done, I think when I get the return, I think I'm just going to go to the dealership, plop it down, and just do it. And just do it. I found a truck here that I really, really want. It's about a mile away from the radio. I think I'm just going to pull the trigger and end up doing that um, because I don't want to be in your situation. No. Like driving home, and uh, it'll be you know, and then do, what? What if this happens today for me? And now we're both like tomorrow. Like, well, what do we do? Two idiots, no cars. Stansberry show sucks to be you guys.
Now, keeping with the car and the driving and that whole theme, you yeah. hear me rally against this a lot because I feel like it was a life lesson that I learned, which is drinking and driving. Uh, I was busted for it. I feel like I learned a lesson for it. Luckily, nobody was hurt in that incident or whatever. But it was one of those things that kind of like shook me to the core and made me realize, you know what? I can't live the way I've been living. I got to change some of this. And I think as long as that happens with you with the mistakes you make that that's okay like you know mistakes are fine in life you just have to learn that way you don't make the same mistake twice we talked about it earlier learning from the mistakes of others is an important thing to do but sometimes you just have to go through the ringer yourself sometimes right sometimes learning the hard way is the only way to learn and so i learned the hard way but i have another story here as another reason now there's a bunch of good reasons not to drink and drive the death and the money and the, all this stuff yeah. but i have another story here that i wouldn't have thought of but of course this happens of course this happens we're a sheriff's deputy now. I believe this is New Jersey is where this uh, No, I'm sorry, Florida is where this is happening. Florida files. Well, Florida file story here. Where a deputy was caught stealing from the wallets of DUI suspects. Of course. Of course this happens. You're being arrested. You're hammered drunk. You don't remember what's in your pockets. Next thing you know, ah, take a $20 bill here, $20 bill here. Think about now. I'm not saying that you know that the Ohio officers do this, but think of State Highway Patrol on any given weekend in one county. How many DUIs is that? Forty? I don't know what the numbers are. That could be that number could be way high. I don't know, but let's say it's forty, and you took a ten dollar bill, maybe a twenty dollar bill from every person you stop. I mean, it's the long con. You're not going to get rich one night. But if you can continuously do it, there's a lot of money that could be made by a police officer doing this, I would imagine. I had a buddy who he worked on cars. I don't want to say exactly where, but it's something you had to go take your car to go get taken care of. Um, and he would take anytime he saw a quarter in somebody's car, he would just take the quarter. And that's the long con. But, dude, he made a ton of money just stealing quarters every day. So, yeah, if you're taking 10 bucks, 20 bucks at a time, you can certainly get away with. I mean, you know, you said 40. I mean, if you're taking 20 bucks at a time, that's 800 bucks a night, man. Right. Dude, that's a pretty significant amount of money. Raise your hand right now, radio listener, if you're making 800 bucks a day. Come on now. Come on now. And then that's on top of your salary. That's tax-free, baby. That's all, dude. Of course cops do this. Some. Right. Okay. Because I, you got to be a bad cop. And we know there are bad cops. But I when I never would have thought of it. But when I read the story, I was like, of course, you're hammered. You don't even remember what was in your wallet. And once you get, once they cut you loose from the police station, you're just happy you're gone. Now, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, the, the elation that comes over your body is like, oh, dude, I'm just oh, through the other side of this. Dude, you put your car in a ditch and who knows where all your possessions go. You know what I'm saying? Stuff goes flying out, you know, whatever. You got a tow um, truck driver, there's well, cops. But like, very rarely, especially in a DUI situation where it's going to, odds are more than likely going to be at night, there's going to be multiple cops involved there, and nobody caught this dude doing this for Well, for this, this guy did get caught, but... I, I, was it another cop that turned him in? Yeah, I think it's, I, I, I do believe it was one of those situations, and I think it was part of the dash cam thing, maybe saw some of it too. I just think, do the boys in blue, I mean, we kind of know, they kind of stick up for one another occasionally. Right, I mean, right. they kind of do it. So. And, 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 and the whole thing of this is like, all right, well, this cop obviously was crooked enough to do this. What else was he crooked enough to do? Anybody else that he arrested in his entire tenure, it makes me question, did they get a fair trial? Were they fairly arrested? I mean, if I, if I had been arrested by that dude, it's some point best believe i'm trying to go back to court with that like if this cop's willing to steal from people who are who are he's arresting he was willing to do anything else yeah i mean i mean you could make the argument it'd be hard to be like well where does he draw the line right 
So just another reason there not to drive around while you've been drinking. Shouldn't do it. I know Ubers and everybody's crosshairs now because they were picking people up at the airports when cab drivers were, you know... You know, refusing to pick people up over the protests. I get it. Delete Ubers, like the, the whole new liberal hashtag now. And, you know, somebody pointed this out that all those reporters telling you to delete Uber would rather die than actually delete Uber, which is kind of funny and true, I would bet. But there's Lyft. There's all kind of share riding stuff. My point is, is that I understand that some of the politics stuff, maybe you want to turn your nose up at uh, these ride-sharing things, but it's better than a DUI is my point. Tog, I can't delete Uber right now, dude. I'm going to have to get home right now. How am I getting home? What am I exactly. doing? Am I taking the Rock 1069 Urban Assault vehicle? What am I doing? Do we still have an Urban Assault vehicle? I think so. Interesting. It's got a flat tire, but we'll figure it out. Fishhead will get you in uh, to Los Angeles. Actually, a trip out to LA for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Your next opportunity is at 11. We'll close out this program for you next. Hang on. 6 9 I'm about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Fishhead will get you uh, hooked up with a trip to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. He'll do so at 11 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Stick around for that. We still have a pair of tickets for Alice Cooper. Yeah. And um, I almost said the Doobie Brothers, but it's not. It's Deep Purple. Deep Purple. The Doobies. Alice Cooper, Deep Purple, September the 9th. Blossom. We have tickets. We'll get you hooked up before we do that. Now I want to give you this story. Out of uh, Canton, Ohio, where a uh, Maslin woman, all of 21 years old, Nicolette Kennard, uh, was arrested Thursday. Hall of Fame City, right there. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was. She was driving down Duber Avenue there. Okay. Stopped by the Ohio uh, Highway, uh, the Ohio Highway Patrol, rather. Sorry. And then booked into jail because cops, if they they pulled Nicolette over, were able to smell the pungent odor of marijuana. They searched the car. They found rolling papers. A marijuana grinder, for those of you that don't know, what you do is you take like the hard head button in there, put it in there, and grind it up, and it makes what is called then shake. makes it easier to roll the joints there. Um, that is going to be, um, they call that paraphernalia, do they not? Correct. The grinder. That Correct. is going to be an issue. Here's going to be the other issue. A digital scale. Mm. Dude, if you smoke weed or, or have weed around you, what, do you want to be 10 miles away from a digital scale? Yeah, I'm just, dude, you want to be ten miles away from that. You, 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 you want to you want to stay away from any circumstantial evidence that makes you look like a drug dealer, and that's like I have a digital there. scale for food and my thing, and I absolutely keep it like near the food, like so in case the door's ever kicked. Well, once you get into once you get into you know intent to distribute, that's automatic felony territory yes. right there. And I don't know how much weed this girl had with her, but even if you have, doesn't matter the amount. Like you know, you could have two pounds on you, and it's all right. That's intent to distribute. But even if you have a quarter on you. And and they can get you with intent to distribute that. She also had the edibles there. She had multiple, uh, I believe, containers of cookies and uh, and the like of, of marijuana cookies there. Uh, Nicolette Kennard then was jailed on charges of felony marijuana possession, drug mm-hmm. paraphernalia possession mm-hmm. as well. Uh, released a short time later on her own recognizance there, as they're known to do. And uh, she'll obviously head into Canton Municipal Court. And then, uh, you know, be sentenced there. But my guess is if it's felony possession and you got multiple ends of paraphernalia, they're going to throw the book at you. You better lawyer up, girl. You better you, lawyer up. You better not drive around with yeah. stuff like this. What, what are, are you, you doing? Thinking? What are you doing? What, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Uh, now, what I'm going to assume. Well, going to my tw- friend's house for a party, right? She's 21. Yeah. yeah. Either going to a party or, or you still live with your parents and you can't smoke pot there. So you go and you drive around and smoke pot. But like, dude, driving and, and doing drugs, is it's a bad idea. If the, this photo of her is obviously with 
taken like at the jail. Like yeah. it looks like one of those situations where she would be pretty if she wasn't having like the worst night of her life. You know what I mean? There but, you go, future Mrs. Stansberry, no, where this is all going, where this all started, no, where it's all going. No. She's got edible. She could be kind of hot. <laughs> no, future Mrs. Stansberry, too young, twenty-one, too young. Okay. All right. I, uh, all right. I did. I did all right for myself this weekend. Actually, I met. I, I did. I met somebody. Well, this weekend was good for my. For uh, honestly, for my. Uh, for my self esteem, it did. I, uh, I. I met. I well. Well, I met a few of the women there. Well, that's always a good thing, and I'm always glad when yes. you have a little boost of self esteem. I just don't understand yes. how a woman essentially asks if you were pregnant, and Stansberry somehow or another finds that to be like, hey, pretty good. It's a pretty good. Well, weekend. that wasn't not the same. Not the same woman there. Pretty good. Pretty, Look at you. Just one weekend, dude. That, those are all turnifacts. I don't think that's not what happened. <laughs> pretty good weekend so yes i met a woman and then later on the same evening a woman i used to work with came in to the bar and she saw me behind the bar and if you missed it this morning she was like (laughs) damn are you pregnant i'm sorry no she asked me if i was married and her eyeballs were like glued to my gut making the uh making the the reference there that when a guy gets married he just you know arms up in the air stops you know stops caring eats there's a new woman in stansbury's life it's wendy but you know she's there she's there dependably I like redheads, dude. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. So, yeah, there you go. I did all right. We do have those Alice Cooper tickets. Let's pass those out. Call her 10 right now, 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to uh, Alice Cooper, Deep Purple, September 9th at Blossom. Aside from that, we're done for the day. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. and then do New Tour Tuesday for you at 9 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. 